Jay, and welcome to the Giddy Gates podcast. We're glad to be back with you guys another week. Um, before we get started, I'd like to acknowledge the forces in the non-material, material, particularly the Nabala Musa Moradinabig, the Great Spirit that opened up the way for the comedic traditions to the uh, to the Western world in the modern times as we know it, and all the other ancestors that are standing behind this great work. Uh, all the powers of nature that are standing behind this great work, your ancestors, my ancestors, all of our ancestors that work together in the non-material to, to bring us all together and to connect us and to, you know, uh, to uh, help, push, uh, help push humanity forward. And uh, my name is Tutip Samahakwin Amir. I'm your host of Gate of Gates, and I'm here with my co-host. Kajiz Urban Saikopta. And we are here with our special guest for the night. Yen <laughs> The one and only. <laughs> the one and only. We brought her back. <laughs> yeah, she's being kind of shy, but that's okay. So, um, and, uh, oh, sorry, I'm just tuning into the live stream, but turning it down. So, yeah, you know, we've been, we've been having some conversations about, uh, about health, right? And, your thing's kind of, we can still hear it. Or I could hear it. Yeah. We've been having conversations about health. And uh, we're lucky to have Yenbaum in the area because, you know, Yenbaum's not always around. So I figured, hey, yeah, you know, let's continue the conversation about health, but let's bring someone that's going to be able to give us a, a raw and unfiltered view on health uh, and someone that's going to be, you know, kind of shooting from the hip and shooting straight when it comes to health. Because uh, you guys know that Yembaum, Yembaum's from Medita, and she's been here for about, like, what, a year now? Yeah. She's been in, in the States for about a year now. And, you know, she comes from a, a pure place, a natural place called Medita, like a place that's aligned with nature, harmonized with nature. And the way people do things is, is very much aligned there. Whereas that here in the West, things aren't aligned, and then you can see how out of whack everybody is, and just how, you know, dare I say, unharmonized? I don't know what's the word. Just say it, Sam. People are crazy. Yeah, people are crazy. I was, We're bad I, shit here. Yeah, I was trying to lead up to it, but yes, they, they're crazy. So, Yembom, let me ask you a question, right? So, we're just going to hop right in. What's been the craziest thing and I mean keep it real shoot it straight <laughs> what's been the craziest thing about the way people think here that you've noticed in the year of being here um like generally or like it can be as specific as you want as general as you want <laughs> um like here yeah, I notice like people just think like um Everything like is about them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, just move move the mic closer to you. Okay. Like just speaking to the mic. Okay. Yeah, I was saying that like. Move a little bit closer. Okay. People just like here. Yeah, people just thinking like um, everything is about them, and then like um, they like I have like in certain like situation, mm -hmm. I'm like um, you can help. But it seems like if we try to help, they're gonna see you like you like 
bother them like they mm. don't need you mm. yeah so like meaning that people in america even if you're in a position to help yeah if you help someone in america then they kind of take it the wrong way mm-hmm. or they kind of take it like you're bothering them yeah so then what's the difference between when you're in Medita and then someone will try to help you? Would they be looking at you that way or would they be looking at you differently? No, we don't function like that. In Medita, like, um, we learn how to be humble. So like, um, when you like in kind of situation and then like you yourself, even though like you yourself, you're gonna be like, I can't do this. I need some help. Yeah. So like if someone even though you didn't ask and then someone sees like you need some help mm-hmm. he gonna be like um, the person will be like let me help you like gonna ask you like let mm-hmm. me help you mm-hmm. you know yeah like we have that kind of approach that we know um when we can do something we won't be like um forcing things like to put ourselves inside like we can do it mm-hmm. every like everyone have specific thing that you can do mm-hmm. and then when you on your thing you're good at that but you can like today like i can't do something that you're doing like if you're good at that and me i'm not and then i'm good at something that you're not but like we just learn like um how i'm gonna like um use you like your thing mm-hmm. to like to benefit like uh then i can gain from it mm-hmm. and then you too you're gonna be like how can i use for like young bombs things to like to benefit yes. and to gain. I think we were talking about this the other day when we were we were at Uncasta. Shout out to Uncasta Natural Healing. Uh, <laughs> we were at. Oh, we we need to be put on Costa products up here. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, we never even put on Costa products up here. Like we need to be plugging on Costa. And uh, we were talking about this at Uncasta the other day, and we were saying, um, like. Uh, we were talking about like people have different levels of intelligence and then you and i were kind of spelling out for some of the people here like how in medita it's so straightforward in terms of the way you will use someone Mm. and it will be strictly based on self-interest in terms of the way like okay you know what yes i (laughs) i i I just got help i straight up (laughs) am just going to i don't i'm not able to do something that this person is able to do Mm -hmm. so i'm just going to use what they're able to do to be able to benefit Mm -hmm. and just being straightforward about that and how if you're not useful to be used then you're useless i'm muting your mic no one wants to hear you chewing the same asmr Don't mind us. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> don't don't allow us to interrupt your orange. <laughs> no, I was gonna um say um it's it's interesting because just so we can make it a little bit more clear, like what's what do you mean exactly by help, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because true. that could be a very vague thing mm-hmm. when somebody says help, especially here in the West. Mm-hmm. When people think of help, people really think about it in a way where it's like they're the ones who might have went and asked somebody for a certain specific thing but here like you're saying here someone in Merita can see that somebody needs help and because there's like that genuine sense of like community mm-hmm. where everybody's trying to see everybody grow mm-hmm. because like if i grow then you know yeah, you I'm, grow mm-hmm. if you grow then i know 
I grow, right? But here it's not necessarily the same because me seeing you grow in my mind as a Westerner, it's like, oh, well, I'm not growing. So then you become my problem. So like you're an obstacle to me. So then what would be the help that you would consider to like approach to when it comes to somebody in that, like with that kind of mentality? Like, uh, like have U.S. mentality. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's funny though because today we was in certain situation, me and him, and then um, we were working. We're yeah. not gonna say what we were doing, but we were working and we were assisting with um, some clients in Uncasta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I was trying to say like I was telling her some stuff, but. She won't like she can't get it, but like um and then I I'm, I'm like, please can you help me? And then he go like, you know it's work. I can do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um because it's not um I think like when we're talking about like um help, people usually think like about like um financial or something like that. Mm-hmm. Everything does go like everything don't turn around like money money yes so um help like uh for my evolution like we say um i'm in initiation right now yeah. and um like you say i grew up in merita mm-hmm. but like i see certain things there but uh that that it doesn't mean like i like i understand or i know so like um it doesn't matter who gonna like who I would go to to be like, oh please, like um, I know you know this, so can you help me? Like I can come to you because you are my attorney. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter though I grow up in Merita, but it's still like you know this before mm-hmm. me, and then uh, I'm keep learning. So I can come to you be like, oh please, can you help me in this or can you help me understand this? Just like that. Mm-hmm. Like you contribute in my life in like somewhere like in my evolution somewhere, mm-hmm. just yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it seems like <clears throat> talking about the cover, talking about what you were referring to earlier, yeah. and uh, Yembom was like in like while talking to the client was looking at me and was like, "Tatipsa, can you please help?" And the client wasn't on video, so they couldn't see us, and I was just like. I shrugged my shoulders and I was like, it's nothing I could really do. And then, but Yembam kept asking me. And then finally, by the time we got off the, got off the call with the client, I just told her straight. I was like, Yembam, I get it. I was like, if we were in Merita, I was like, it wouldn't make sense for me not to help. And then she was like, yeah. And I was like, but we're not in Merita. We're in America. Mm-hmm. And the difference is that in America, when you help someone, people actually resent you for helping them. Whereas that in Medita, if you don't help someone, that's where they'll be looking at you like, who raised you? Mm-hmm. Where are you from? Like, where did you gain those values from? But here, if you help someone, they'll resent you. Mm-hmm. And they'll look at you like, how dare you? Or they'll look at you and be like, you know, who are you to place yourself in my business or who are you to place yourself in my life or who are you to think you know better than me mm-hmm. in order to say this or in order to be like this is how you should do it or this and that and 
it's it's kind of difficult to understand for a lot of people here in the West because we are raised to be individuals to such a degree mm-hmm. that you will resent anyone that comes to challenge that individuality or that individualness or individualism by coming to tell you like you know maybe you shouldn't do that because when you do that you become less than yourself mm-hmm. but in medita if you don't do that that's what allows you to say you're less than yourself but that's a ethic or a principled way of living that doesn't exist here and so what i find interesting is have you found yourself in any situations trying to help people here over the course of the year maybe trying to tell them something give them honest feedback and then one day uh like how did that go did you find yourself in any of those kind of situations yes <laughs> how did it go bad can you without using names yeah can you tell us about maybe how if you would have given that that guidance or advice in medita how it would have went and then tell us how it actually went then here yeah with someone from the west yes so um you know i talk too much i know no, that no, no you, you don't. don't no you don't <laughs> no you don't you're just straightforward yeah, yeah. yeah. but like People here are gonna say like I'm talking too much. Yeah. Well, they're gonna be like, why are you putting yourself in my business? Yeah. Yeah. So um, we were we were like um, like in group mm-hmm. having a conversation. Mm-hmm. So um, I noticed something in one person like in the group. Mm-hmm. So we keep like having conversation and then someone make argument and I'm like, okay, listen, this person. Yeah. I won't lie. Mm-hmm. He's good at this. Mm-hmm. That's like if it comes to that, just give him. He's good at that. Mm-hmm. But the other thing you guys are saying, mm, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> so the thing is like you're in a safe place. You can say <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the thing is like um, they're older enough, like mm-hmm. they bigger than you. Yeah, yeah, bigger than me. And in everything, like um. In everything, like not just the age, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, like in knowledge and all of that. So, and then one person come and then be like, "Don't forget," <laughs> and then she's like, "Oh my God, don't forget!" Like um, you under us, and then like uh-huh. you can't say shit. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. So. Um, like um the person keep like they keep repeating me that thing yeah like they keep telling you like yeah. you're you're you ain't shit yeah and you don't have a place but to come tell me yes yeah. mm-hmm. um like a bunch of times so i uh, like four times like not too much like four times and then like where oh, i you come counted. from you were like yeah one <laughs> two three four, four. okay yeah. and then like it made it that, like um and the four time is like it's not joke. Mm, mm. So if I play, the person can get me easily. So I'm like, oh, fine. I won't say anything no more. Mm. Like, cool. But the thing is, like, in Merita, they learn us, like, don't be fake. Mm, mm. Especially my grandmother, she's like, yeah, don't yeah, yeah. keep stuff. Uh-huh. If you know, like, it's a lie, just say, like, you're lying. <laughs> like, don't. No. 
<laughs> Meaning, like yeah. if somebody's saying something to yeah. you that you know is not real, it's like not you say, yeah. you, you bullshit. Lying. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. in many times, like we have that kind of thing. Like when it's going like that, we just like, mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> please stop that, stop that. So. <laughs> We used to that way, like we tell, like this is why, like you see, like we have that kind of, um, and then for us it's like, um, like how do you say, like something that is proud for us, like yeah, yes. it becomes a pride. Yes, yeah, we have that. So to just tell you straight, like it's like you correct me. Mm. If you tell me something straight, I'll be like, oh, thank you. Like tomorrow morning, I'll wake up and then come see you and then be like, oh, thank you for this, like. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know it, but now you're telling me I will like um, watch out, like mm-hmm. take care, like uh, to not mess, like messed up again. You see, mm-hmm. we have that, like we they, like um, that is our education. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it becomes like a value, yeah. like something you hold there. Yeah, and I'm glad you said that because recently I've been really thinking a lot about a lot of the things that we've been discussing in the temple, a lot of the, um, the topics we've been having on Gita Gates. And along the lines of this conversation and this topic, like with the mentality of people in the West and the mentality of people from like a traditional place like Merita, I've come to a realization, even for like ourselves here in this, in this space, like I've come to the understanding that the diff- the, one of the real differences is this, People in Merita seem to lack or don't have the same kind of insecurities or they don't have insecurities at all. Mm. And you mentioned pride. And it's funny because I was even like writing something the other night and I was thinking about it. Like, what is really the real issue? Like, not just with myself, but like Mm. with this society. And I find that pride is a huge thing because you can have pride in something, but you having pride in that thing you're having pride in an emotional attachment mm-hmm. towards your idea of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the problem in the West. People have an emotional attachment to the idea of their own individualism to the point where they think that they are above others. Like you go into situations thinking you're already above somebody else. That's why you can have that kind of attitude like, hey, how dare you? How mm-hmm. dare this person? Because you're already stuck in your own reality. You're already stuck in your own mentality where it's like things are already fake for you. Mm-hmm. It's not real. And then that same pride that you have, you being stuck in that, when somebody comes and be real and exposes that to you, it becomes an insecurity for you. Because it's like you can't face or fathom the fact that what you think about yourself, what you think about whatever is around you about other people might not be real Mm. it might not be the thing so then you're forced to kind of like look at yourself and people don't like to do that here in the west so then we don't have actual real values what we value here is our ideas as opposed to actual real things like what you're talking about Mm. like another person being able to actually give you something that will help you in your own evolution you know, it kind of makes me think about like like what you're saying, like uh, the interesting thing about the way people kind of take things here in the West is they'll take uh, like uh, when you have a position, mm-hmm. they kind of take it in a weird, like arrogant way mm-hmm. where it's like, well, I have the position. 
So now I get to lord over you or I get to rule over you mm. where I get to do whatever I want. I get to say whatever I want. I get mm. to function however I want to function. Because they feel weak already. Exactly. They already feel small. And they then use that in feeling small mm-hmm. to now, excuse me, impose themselves on other people yeah. in ways where they're like, there's nothing you could do about this. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you could say. Right? And it seems that people misunderstand the difference in Meditab where people have a honesty and they have a, they don't care about what you're really thinking about them and it doesn't really affect them in the way that it stops them from doing the things they need to do, which is very different where people tend to take it like, well, now I'm going to basically impose myself upon you Mm -hmm. in whichever way I would like to. What? <laughs> the person that's calling me, I'm like, you know we're doing Gate of Gates right now. <laughs> like, um, and that kind of misunderstanding is what you find a lot, where you will have someone that will even say something to you like, oh yeah, don't forget you're small. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have the place to tell me that. Like, you're beneath me. Mm-hmm. Whereas that, to me, even if there's a person that will come and say that, and even if they don't have a place to come and say that to me, you still respect the fact that they came and said it to you. Mm-hmm. You might be like, hey, you know what? Shut up. Mm-hmm. Or who are you to come and tell me, right? Mm-hmm. But you're still going to be like, hey, you know what? That person was being honest and they were telling the truth. And you're going to take that truth and you're going to make use of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's someone that has a like real humble, like humbleness and someone that has real humility and medita. Mm-hmm. They're going to make use of it. But here, they're like, nope. They're like, screw you how dare you come and tell me that and get out of my face and then they disregard it mm-hmm. yeah um that just that just like um stupid because <laughs> yeah, yeah like, i mean it take like um i'm still learning i'm still like um like um how do you say it? Like, look. Yeah, you're still how, observing. Yeah, mm-hmm. observing yeah, you're still how observing. people like um, function. And I'm like, I can't, like, this is like, it's not, like, I'm faking myself. Mm, you find yourself faking yourself? Yeah. Yeah, like, you have to fake it being yeah, here. Yeah, I have to fake it being here. Mm-hmm. Where, like, now, oh, even that, I don't, like, <laughs> if you're doing some stupid shit, I'll be like, oh, it's good. I like it. Oh, okay. <laughs> just, <laughs> I mean, and then, like, we have that thing where we say, like, if my mom, like, if, even if my mom saying it, my face will say other things. Mm-hmm. So, just like, so I now I have to be, like, smiling to tell you, like, you, like, the shit that you're doing is good. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm like, uh-uh. I can't, like, why mm. but in your experience since you've been here like and you faking it right is you faking it do you see it like actually helping the people here at, at all yeah really yeah faking it helps yeah here? yeah yeah like they feel good in, like good in that you know they feel like i don't know why but i i can't understand how people function but like well, they're living a lie. Mm. Yeah, they're living a lie here. So, like, they're not living like a like truth. help them in the like in good things. I won't say yes, mm. but like 
help them the bad path, I would say yes, because they just like that path. Mm. And mm. then like, like they tell me who I, who I am to say like, mm-hmm. yeah, so I'm gonna mm. just shut up and then be like, oh yeah, this is the good path. Keep <laughs> taking it. <Butterfly>. Now, <laughs> yeah, it's now that I understand my dad, uh-huh. like the way he function with like, People from the West. Yes, people mm-hmm. from the West. Like, because knowing him back home, he'll be, like, straight. Mm-hmm. No, like, we don't have that future, like, you have to, no, just go. Mm-hmm. But now, he have to go, like, play you this, play mm-hmm. you, like, and then before. And then, even that, he, he still guides you to bring you in the, like. Into the right way. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think people here just liking that. Well, people here become like they the pride whereas that the pride in medita is the truth mm-hmm. and the pride in medita is the integrity of being able to be honest yeah. and someone be honest with you and then that becomes the cornerstone of the society mm-hmm. the pride here in america is the lie mm-hmm. yeah. and it's the fact that okay you lie to me i lie to you so mm-hmm. that means like hey like what do you think of this thing and then in your mind you're like man that's terrible mm-hmm. that project is fucking stupid and then but you being like that's a good project mm-hmm. and then yeah. i'm like thanks god just raymond <laughs> and then i'm like you come to me and you're like Monica. and then you're like hey what do you think about this and then i'm like in my mind i'm like that's a fucking stupid project yeah. but then to you i'm like no that's a great project man and then you're like, wow, thanks, man. So does this mean that every time I ask you about something, I should just be thinking that you're thinking this is some bullshit? No, I mean, the, <laughs> the, the things I found that have been very difficult for me being here mm-hmm. is the fact that I will tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. And then people will resent me. I didn't understand why everybody hated me. Mm-hmm. Like, and then I came to the realization, I was like, oh, you guys all hate me because you're liars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, because I sat back and I was like, do I hate myself? But that's the thing, though. What you just said is, <laughs> what you see what you just said? That's yeah. very key and it's very interesting. Because, again, people don't actually know that they're liars. I think that's, not, I don't think that's true. I no, think people do no. know they're lying. No, really, really, really think, like, hear me out, right? Mm-hmm. Most people in the West don't actually know that they're liars. And the reason being is because lying or having a lie as the foundation or the value is normal. It's a natural occurrence, it's a natural thing. Like if you live in a society where the whole society is built on a lie, the Mm. whole society is built on persuading people to have a perception that's different from the actual reality at Mm. hand, then the people themselves already have bought into that. So nobody actually does the work to look at themselves. And I think that's Mm. the difference between somewhere like here and somewhere like Merita. Mm. Like people actually genuinely want to evolve and like look at themselves. Like here, what is even evolution? Like if you tell somebody here the word evolution. Plastic surgery. Exactly. Uh, Artificial intelligence. Right. Uh, What Um, else? A Um, monkey turning into a a man. Money. 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 It's superficial stuff. So for us here in the West, we have a very different mentality because of how we've been raised through the education of the system. Mm. But now, maybe for somebody like you, it's a little bit different, right? Because your parents came from Merita. Yeah. So they have a different understanding of certain things. So for somebody else who's born in Chicago or somebody born in Jersey, yeah. it's, it's a very different ballgame. They're not even understanding that they're lying because the lie becomes the reality. It becomes the truth. But the thing, the thing that I find, you know, kind of 
dishonest. And the reason why I'm saying I think people know it's a lie, but they choose for it to be like where they're like, no, it's not a lie. Mm -hmm. Is I've met people that have grown up here that know it's a lie. Oh, yeah. So then it becomes like, so then what is it? Mm -hmm. Is it just everybody gets a pass? And then you just get to say, yeah, well, because you grew up in the lies, then you don't have to take ownership of the fact that you're a liar. No, that's, then, that, then it becomes an excuse thing. Like, if you know it's all a lie, then I think where we miss it, and I'm only speaking for myself at this point, mm -hmm. where we miss it is like we can now point the finger externally and say, that's a lie, that's a lie, that's a lie. But then we never point it and say, okay, I'm lying. Mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. we never associate ourselves with everything else we're pointing the finger at and I think that's where the disconnect really lies mm. because people have to no first understand that they have to start inward before they start pointing the fingers outward because once you start pointing inward you start to see everything outward actually shift mm -hmm. because you shift mm -hmm. and you change and that's the problem with the West people are not actually being pointed inward Everything that they point at you is about external things. Mm -hmm. Okay, how you feel, they don't. It, it matters, and how they feel about you, it's not in alignment with how you feel. Mm. Well, point the finger at them, fight them, get get a court order against them, get a subpoena against them. Mm. You you could write a bill of rights against them, whatever. <laughs> like you can do whatever you want here, in within reason, right? Mm -hmm. But it's all based upon you fighting something external. It's mm -hmm. not based upon you fighting yourself internally no and i mean and the thing is is that people aren't raised to even self-reflect here whereas that in medita it's always like if you do something dumb in mm -hmm. medita they'll be like are you stupid mm -hmm. which is automatically a way to get you to reflect on yourself because then you have to be like well no i'm not stupid. like am i stupid yeah am i stupid <laughs> but here if you say to someone are you stupid they'll be like what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Yeah, they'll be fuck like, how you. dare you call me stupid? Mm -hmm. And then it's like, no, now you're not even thinking about the <laughs> fact that you're supposed to think about the fact that you did something stupid. Now you're more like, how dare you point out the fact that I did something stupid? <laughs> I'm laughing because I just remembered something. Like, my, my sister, my older sister, she has a son. Like, my nephew. He's, like, turning, he's, like, 14 now. So, the way we were raised is different than how his time and where he's growing up is mm -hmm. because social media and the school yeah. it's, it's a little bit different so now they have this thing where they can the kids are allowed to tell the parents how mm -hmm. they feel and like dictate certain shit so yeah, my sister would slap him in the head and be like are you fucking stupid mm -hmm. you stupid yeah idiot yeah idiot oh, I'm oh, I'm and then now he's coming back at her like you're abusing me. So my sister oh. called me one day and was like, I don't understand. What's wrong with them? It's like, he's talking about I'm abusing him. It's like, I used to get licks all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you got to understand, like, it's, it's a different time. Like, they're being catered to very different nowadays. And I think that's what the system or the West is. The more and more and more you get into it over the years, that's... They're catering to the individual to that degree where the individual lacks what even Yenbaum is talking about. Mm. That whole self-reflection or that kind of community where it's like, I can tell you something about yourself and you're going to think about it for yourself. Not because I told you, but because it's about you. Mm. Well, it becomes like a, you can't escape the reinforcement of the constant 
just reflection because everyone around you functions on that principle. So then there's nowhere for you to go. Like, <clears throat> we were talking about a project we were enacting and the project has to do with kids. And I was telling one of the uh, administrators of the project, I said, you wanna implement how we do things back home here for the children. And I said, what you have to understand is that it has to become something that is every day. Mm -hmm. And it has to be something that they're in 24-7. Otherwise, the kids are just going to understand it to be a part-time thing. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to think, okay, well, then it's only, I only have to be disciplined or I only have to be serious when I'm around this person or when I'm at this place. Mm -hmm. Instead of them understanding that it's 24-7, that constant reflection, that constant having to look at yourself, having to constantly, you know, analyze yourself and having to think about like, okay, like, why did I do that? Like, mm -hmm. oh, you know, maybe I shouldn't have done that. In the, in the West, they train you not to think, mm -hmm. but in Medita, you have to think. With that being said, Yimbo, yeah. what have been some of the situations you've come across where you're like, this person really doesn't think. Where it's become so evident, where you're looking at a person and you're like, man, this person has no idea what's happening. But then they think they understand what's happening. Or they really don't think. And they think they think. <laughs> I'm trying to get like, you there's so many. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm trying to get you to really expose, <laughs> expose people today. But don't put any names. You don't have to put any names. Okay. Um, I mean, in many situations, mm -hmm. like I found out, and then, um, just like, and then when I look at the person, the person is older than me. like so sometimes the people, like people, they're older than me, and I'm just like how this guy is doing this like why <laughs> so there's there's like a lot but um yeah like I, i'm gonna take the one that we talked about in nagasta mm -hmm. recently it was about him so about him yes like um there was like tiesta like give advice to someone listen she give advice mm -hmm. at least she give like advice mm -hmm. and then and then something like um you should take like serious so like it was something that involved like something very serious, serious. for them yeah yeah mm -hmm. for them yeah so um and then she even give like the person advice and then like go talk to to Tista. and then he didn't do it the person didn't do it he, do he didn't come to you. No, no. he didn't come. No. Mm -hmm. Listen, if you seeing this, I'm not me. That's <laughs> the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, Well, because the person's gonna know. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah. And then I was like, so how? Because if they learn me something, it's like, don't be friends with someone that is stupid. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Like. It doesn't like you're not gonna evolve. It's yeah. like the person don't help you, so why being friends with the person? So I'm like, how come you guys can be like with someone like this? 
like he's think like far he's seen things far and then he's think like so he's fast so how can you be with someone like this mm-hmm. and then be so slow <laughs> i'm asking you that i'm like no just just what do I, what do I feel like i know who you're talking about yeah i think you were there I what? I what? No, I wasn't. No, no, wasn't. no, 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 you weren't there. You weren't yeah. there. You weren't there. Yeah. I'm like, just use his brain. Me, I will use your brain. Like, for myself, I will use every time. There's one here. I use her brain like I want. Uh-huh. Every time I use it. Because she know and I don't know. Uh-huh. I'll go like, oh, how can I do this? She will help me. And every time I'm back. Like, like Google. Yeah. Like, just go every time. Like. And then it's like, no, like, not like Google because, um, I won't say like Google because like mm. Google doesn't help. Mm-hmm. But me, I want like when I ask you something, let me go think. Mm-hmm. Like, don't give me easily. Mm-hmm. Even though sometimes I will put pressure because I know where I'm putting pressure for people because I don't want to give myself hard time mm-hmm. to find out but i know with those people like i can't give like no i can't give pressure for them to give me easily mm. and then i prefer that like give me something that's gonna make me think think about like what i'm asking you so i can find that by myself mm-hmm. and then when i came back to you i'm like oh like i found like, like when i think it go like this it goes like that mm. so from there now you're gonna help me again. Mm-hmm. But when every time I would be like, so um, what do you eat today? And then you'd be like, oh, I eat too. I'd mm-hmm. be like, oh, okay, bye-bye. <laughs> because you're not helping me. <laughs> like, make me come like, mm-hmm. yeah. Get let to me something use, new. Yes, mm-hmm. let me use this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm someone, I know that like I'm someone I'm so lazy to use this. Mm. So every time I'm like, let me use it. Mm. Yeah. Well, so I, I will use you. I mean, I use me too. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the that's the interesting part though. It's like I'm someone like that too. I use people's brains. Mm-hmm. So I'll ask people questions. Sometimes they don't even know what I'm asking them for. Mm-hmm. Because I'll just be using your brain to see if I'm seeing the situation. Yeah. The same way. The same way or from all sides. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'll ask people questions just to see. I'll be like, hey, what did you think about this? Mm-hmm. Or what was your take on this? just to see people's perspectives but hey what did you think of what this person said hey mm-hmm. what did you think of like were you there for this situation how did you take that conversation mm-hmm. but people don't understand that i'm using it to think mm-hmm. but then people here misunderstand how you can be intelligent and how you can break down situations mm-hmm. so then they take it as gossip mm-hmm. so gossip is when it doesn't serve a purpose mm-hmm. But when you're trying to break things down because you're trying to understand maybe how someone is maybe trying to lie in a situation or maybe how someone is trying to make a situation seem like it's one thing when it's another thing mm-hmm. or <clears throat> even trying to figure out like, hey, man, where's where's this thing going? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like trying to figure out like. Have you guys noticed, like, oh, okay, hey, our boss keeps coming in and mm-hmm. keeps, like, saying these things. Did you guys notice that? Mm-hmm. Or is it just me? Or did you notice that our boss keeps coming into meetings and keeps, like, doing this thing? Did you guys notice that? Because it's like you're trying to 
make sure that you're thinking and you're kind of like on top of things. on top of things mm-hmm. anticipating things but here it's like no 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 i didn't see that and people are just genuinely i think stupid like a majority of people here mm-hmm. are just genuinely dumb and then the problem is is like stupidity is so commonplace mm-hmm. you can go find stupid people a dime a dozen like intelligent people are so rare in this day and age because everyone is being trained to be like a donkey mm-hmm. which means like okay you just you either put the carrot in front and then they follow the carrot or you smack the donkey and then the donkey will walk mm-hmm. but other than that it's so difficult to get people to kind of like to motivate people in this day and age is damn near impossible mm-hmm. outside of like two things either the carrot or the stick mm. stick or the carrot other than that it's so difficult to get people to think people don't want to think mm-hmm. people just want to be comfortable in whatever they think is what's going on instead of taking the time to actually break down anything that's happening in their lives i think that's the that's a key thing though it's even what you're saying it's like i think it's a comfort zone thing I think people are afraid to come out of their own natural comfort zones. Not even natural. I don't want to say natural. Out of the comfort zone that they've built for themselves. Because if somebody is um, looking at a situation and they're not seeing the full situation or the scope of the situation, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes it could be because the person doesn't want to see the situation for what it is. Mm-hmm. It's because the person wants the situation to be what they want it to be. It becomes more of an idealistic thing. Mm-hmm. It becomes people here in the West, we find ourselves in these situations and in the situation, we want to make the situation as good or as comfortable for us as possible. Mm. So then we miss it because we're not being open-minded enough to see that, okay, the situation is this. And this is how I need to fit or adjust to this situation. Instead, we're trying to make it the situation how we want it to be so it can fit us. Mm. And I think that's where we get the, 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 mis- the disconnect. Because people are inherently not stupid. Like, I don't, human beings cannot be dumb. Like yes, there's they, no yes, they there's can. no way. They can. Too. Hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Hear me out. There's in certain dumb aspects, people, I right? Can name you like five immediately. <laughs> I can't bake for yeah. shit. Please. Hear me out, hear me out. Uh-huh. I can't bake for shit. I can cook though, but I can't bake. I'm stupid when it comes to baking. I can't do that. But when it comes to cooking, I'm so curious to see where this is I'm, going. I'm I'm phenomenal. Uh-huh. I'm great at it. I can't play basketball i'm i'm stupid because i never really put myself in the situations to actually evolve into that but if you put me in like a in like an area where it's all about all the history of religion and intellectual debate i'm fucking phenomenal i'm gonna tear it i'm gonna tear that ass up i'm gonna i'm gonna dog you out i'm gonna do that that's me but I can be in that arena and then somebody else can walk into that arena and then say some dumb shit. I'm going to look at them like, you fucking stupid. But that's because they're out of their element. Mm-hmm. I'm in mine. They're out of theirs. I think that's the problem. People are not actually putting themselves in enough situations and being open-minded enough to get out of their comfort zones to actually evolve, to be the type of individual that can be dynamic enough to be able to handle multiple situations and handle different things. 
So people end up being stupid or lacking in various different ways. And I think that's where it's missing in the West as opposed to like traditional societies. Traditional societies, it's like challenges that come. It's like, okay, I'm gonna meet it. But here, challenges mm. that come, it's like, nah, fuck that. I'm gonna go to my comfort zone. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Well, I think it also has to do with approach. Like, because, like, I, I understood this very early on because, like, growing up, I played sports mm -hmm. and I was terrible. At right? sports? At sports, I was terrible. And I had to stop and kind of think, and I'm like, man, why am I so bad at sports? Like, and then it wasn't until I started getting involved in other things outside of sports that I then began to understand that everything is a process. Mm -hmm. Everything. It doesn't matter what you're talking about. Sports, cooking, baking, uh, writing, uh, directing, photography, everything is a process. Now, it means that anything that you pick up, that there's now a learning curve within that process. And that's how it is for intelligence. Mm -hmm. Intelligence is something you develop. It's a process. Mm -hmm. So if you start baking and you're bad at baking, then it's about, okay, where did I go wrong right. in my recipe mm -hmm. of baking, right? Mm -hmm. Because even when I'm not a baker, but I picked it up relatively quickly, mm -hmm. and I know Yen Bomb knows because she keeps asking right. me to make cakes. And she keeps eating like, them. Yeah, she keeps eating them. Sneaking cake like, away at night. Cake, having cakes, <laughs> having the cake in her in her room and then walks out at like at 3 a.m. with like some cake and then you're like, I thought the cake was finished. And she's like, it's not. It's in my room. So <laughs> the thing is, is that like the first time I did it, mm. I was like, okay, hmm, that was interesting. But then I kept doing it. Mm. I did it like four or five nights in a row. I just kept baking cakes because I was like, okay, I was like, this is what I could have done differently. Mm. And then I'm like, okay, what if I add this? What if I add that? Mm. Because I understood it to be a process. And then when I met, when I got to the one where I was like, I got it, and I stopped doing it. Mm. And that's why she was like, can you make the one, the last one you mm. made? And I was like, uh, no, because for me, it was like, I already got what I needed out of it. You got, you moved on to the next thing. I got it and I moved on. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing is like, if people understood that even thinking is a process mm. and then you have to understand that like you being stupid is a result of you not utilizing the process of thinking mm -hmm. and that's the difference that's why there's a lot of stupid people mm -hmm. is because they're not thinking mm -hmm. it's not because they're inherently dumb mm -hmm. it's because they're inherently mentally lazy mm -hmm. and then they're not willing to put themselves in situations to figure out certain processes yeah it's a choice it's, it's a, choice. a huge choice but in medita you don't find that mm -hmm. even if someone's not able to do something to the best of their ability they'll still do it mm -hmm. that's why you can find people being like oh okay you know what i can't do this but let me utilize someone else's brain to do it mm -hmm. i'm not good at this but i can utilize somebody else's brain to do it but then that doesn't mean that they completely disengage or they completely remove themselves they're just now putting themselves in a position where they know this person has the ability to execute the vision so mm -hmm. now let me communicate with the person to be like hey yeah i can't pull this off mm -hmm. and they may not even say that they might be like yeah i know you're good at this so this is what i need you to do mm -hmm. and then at that point then it becomes a collaboration between myself and yenbaum where we're discussing about how it needs to go. Mm -hmm. I may not understand how to execute it, but I'm gonna utilize somebody that can execute it and I'm gonna communicate that to them. Mm -hmm. But that takes thinking. 
mm-hmm. that takes the time to figure out even the process in which you're trying to get someone to utilize mm-hmm. or you're trying to get someone to do mm-hmm. but here they don't use that mm. like here that doesn't occur mm. like i saw a video the other day and they were talking about the do you really know what marketing is right and then they said a circus comes to town right and then they were like someone says hey you take a poster and you put it on the wall and then you say hey the circus is here mm-hmm. and then they were like that's promotion okay mm-hmm. and then they were like let's say that you go you have one of the elephants and one of the elephants walks through the mayor's garden and destroys all the flowers they were like that's publicity okay and then they were like okay now let's say you took out a piece of uh let's say something happened or blah 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 i don't remember all the examples exactly but it was like let's say this happens and then you put it out like this they were like that's advertising and they were like now if you take all of those things Mm -hmm. and you put them together with a few other elements and you're doing it on purpose Mm -hmm. that's marketing okay now that's the thing is like to me that's very commonplace Mm -hmm. that to me is the understanding of marketing in its entirety Mm -hmm. is that okay it's not about just one thing it's about understanding that you have to have multiple ways of getting people to talk about the thing that you're doing and how do you do that? If mm-hmm. you gotta send it to multiple people for them to do it, if you gotta send them some stuff for them to wear, if you have to generate publicity somehow, some way, mm-hmm. if you have to generate people's interest somehow, some way, that's marketing. Mm-hmm. But to me, it seems like people are like, well, marketing is just how many times can you post on social media? Well, on the basic level for on most the, people. But yeah, like but you're saying, to, to, your, to your point, yeah. most people are operating on the basic level and that becomes the issue. They're not trying to, they're not trying to understand. They're mm-hmm. not trying to understand what a process is. That's right. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. For me, I've always, and I think this is, this is a testament to Medita. This is a testament to the way my parents raised me and this is a testament to the culture. Mm-hmm. Is the culture is centered around intelligence. Mm-hmm. That's why you never hear about Africans getting scammed by other Africans. You never hear about every time you hear about like okay the the Japanese getting sold the airport by the Nigerian guy in Nigeria. Shout out to Dara. Yo, shout, like, out, <laughs> shout, shout out to all the Nigerians, shout out to all, the Nigerians. all the Jamaicans. Yeah, like, like I had a, my uncle right. So my uncle came to me. He's like, "Yo, are you doing a scamming thing?" I was like, "Yo." What? I was like, wait, wait, uncle, what are you talking about? He was like, yo, y'all scam? I'm like, uh, nah, nah, not anymore. He was like, yo, the other day, somebody called me. And they was like, you've won $50 million in the lottery. <laughs> so they were like, okay, to receive your earnings, all you have to do is send us a $5,000 um, something something fee. Yeah. So my uncle was playing along. He was like, oh, this is how they really get people. So my uncle said, okay, so here we are going. You will take the $5,000 out of the money I win and then send me the rest. That's an intelligent person. But that's what I'm saying is, it, like in Medita, you never hear about people hmm. falling for tricks like that. Right. But here, you always, okay, it's like some poor old, like, 
white woman in her 60s that just sent away her whole life savings mm -hmm. to some guy. She was like, he he's a Nigerian prince. Living a lie. And he was stuck. Living a lie. And he said, love me. <laughs> and like, that's why I had to do it. And that's... And that's because people in Medita understand they have a certain level of intelligence mm. where they understand, like, okay, if you come here, everyone is living a lie. So all you have to do is play by their lies. Mm. And that's the difference. To me, I don't have an interest in learning or mastering the process of marketing. I just have an interest in understanding the intelligence behind marketing. The marketing. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, then it's just like, okay, cool. So then you can then utilize it and do it as such. Okay. That's why most people find themselves, anyone that knows what marketing is, it's just a way to lie to people to generate. It's trying to basically recreate a natural process that occurs. Mm. So you're trying to find ways to generate this thing that normally would happen naturally. But now you're trying to re-engineer it from scratch mm. as opposed to allowing that thing to happen naturally. So for me, yeah, then it's easy. That's why you can go out and you can do comedic man with a sign. Mm -hmm. That's why you can go out and you can go do these things. Mm -hmm. And then it generates interest in things mm -hmm. that people are like, oh, man, we have to watch that. Mm -hmm. We have to find this thing. Mm -hmm. But that's what I'm saying. That's what people don't understand mm -hmm. is that that's to me i would much rather go through the process or understanding the process of intelligence and then using that intelligence in any arena mm -hmm. as opposed to going and then being like oh okay what is this thing and let me just do this one thing mm -hmm. but in medita you find that especially with a lot of people yeah. you find that people have the intelligence where they're like hey you know what i can't pull this thing off but i know you can pull this thing off mm -hmm. So then it becomes like, I scratch your back, you scratch, you scratch my mine. back in a natural, honest mm. engage, mm. Yeah. engagement. Mm -hmm. But in a dishonest engagement, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, you're a liar, I'm a liar. <laughs> and then now let's find ways to go around it and let's find ways to do it like this. Mm. So in your experience, right? Mm. Because to me, do you or have you found it easy navigating the idiots here in America <laughs> in terms of just being able to identify an idiot and then be like, okay, this is an idiot and I know now I can go get what I need or know how to play this idiot in order to get the things that I need? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we just have to be honest. Yeah. yeah, like for me, yeah. I like, I use, I use one like that like I know like um I know like the person is an idiot mm -hmm. but I didn't know at first. Mm. But started like going <laughs> slow by slow with the person. I found out like it's an idiot. So I'm like, well why like I will let him go. Like just I'm gonna use you, like keep keep using you, keep using you. And then like um when, like, they, no, to be yeah. honest, they yeah. just like that. Like they just like when you playing that game with them. Like mm -hmm. you act like you in the same page with them. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're good. They like, feel important. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then if you can put yourself more down, mm -hmm. they're like, oh thank God, mm. uh -huh. this and person I got. Yeah, they eat it up. yeah. And yeah. then like they give you everything that you want to know, and then after you be like. I'm not idiot like you, like, <laughs> like yeah. I got you, so I'm going to use whatever you tell me against you, mm. easily, 
you you know there's like a huge debate online and it's like it's kind of silly but at the same time there's a little bit of validity to it yeah it's like africans and caribbeans when they come to america they tend to have this advantage advantage and a lot of black americans like make podcasts and like all these different things about it like as if like people are deliberately trying to go against them Mm -hmm. and a lot of the talk is like we would come here and then we would actually like benefit in ways that the quote-unquote african-american community isn't now would you say you as somebody coming from merita you can see with the kind of like traditional environment you grew up in and the education you had you see with everything that you have that here is easier to take advantage of because people function in a certain kind of way is would you say that that is what is like one of the main key things in the success of immigrants coming to this country um can you just repeat like like for example right we were talking about how people here are basically idiots Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you can easily take advantage of things here because you're actually coming and thinking because you're not coming with the same mentality of here Mm -hmm. here the mentality is like i'm here and i'm like a servant of here i'm here and i'm basically like in this thing and i'm a liar like everybody else Mm -hmm. but coming from the outside not coming from that education Mm -hmm. and you're like oh all these people are just Mm -hmm. dishonest and they're Mm -hmm. all liars and they're all idiots would you say that you coming with that mentality is a key to the success of immigrants coming to this country yeah like um for us like um since like we have that like um already like so far and then when we come like moving from like there to here like mm-hmm. merita to here we have already like a goal to achieve mm-hmm. so when we arrive like they always tell us like when you go somewhere if they like pulling their things up Mm. to like have something like have food just do the same and then pull up and then sit down there eat with them mm. so yeah when we came here like, like you come in you have your goal so the way they function just gonna use them that way and then like keep like game for you and then after like send it and then is there you're gonna see you, they're gonna call their brother like oh this is good come mm. come we gonna mm. enjoy so like we have that like we're gonna use here to like gain and then call those that behind us like come on let's enjoy uh-huh. like go like mm-hmm. those people they don't think mm-hmm. yeah like mostly like um how do you say like immigrant when they hear they just like mm. i need this mm-hmm. i have it i'm going mm-hmm. like when you say ninja ninja people mm-hmm. when they like store money <laughs> They finish, they're gone. Yeah. yeah. They don't stick around. No. Yeah. They don't stick around. That was their main thing. Like, Idara, no. I'm, we're sorry. But <laughs> She's turning her face. Know, Idara's turning her face. But it's uh, true. It's true. Yeah, like. It's true. They don't have yeah. time to, like, yeah. to look. They don't like, stick around. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hold on. You're, uh, so we have a, a great African in the chat. Uh, and they're commenting. Yeah, I was laughing yeah, at and that comment. <laughs> First and foremost, shout out to Naba, uh, to Naba Edita. Happy birthday, Boy. Naba. Uh, uh, yeah, I wish we had a sound, but we don't. But happy birthday. Can we use that Blu ray sound? We don't have it. Uh, we should, though. Yeah. yeah, we should do that. But uh, happy birthday, Naba. And uh, he said, Someone from America bought a lizard. 
thinking he was being sold a baby alligator <laughs> for a lot of money. That's how stupid people are in America. But then he also added, and he said, Africans are educated to always win for the sake of the family. Mm. So it's always about like, how can I take or fool idiots on the outside mm-hmm. and then now take it back and go home? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like my dad was telling me about how I have two uncles, right? Yeah. That are wanted by Interpol. Really? Yeah. Like what did they by, do? Like wanted by Interpol. Because what they do <laughs> is they go. Yeah, I know. You know, you always save the you always save the right stories for the right times. <laughs> and so my dad said what they do is they go to like Arab countries mm-hmm. and they go to like where they have a lot of money and then they go and they say uh, you know it's people that are that got scammed out of money mm-hmm. and what they do is they say okay we can get your money back but this is what we need in order to get your money back so they say okay the guy's like okay I got scammed out of two million dollars by this person two million dollars is crazy yeah. I mean yeah it's Arab countries bro mm-hmm. so what they do is they go and they say okay we can get the money back but in order to get the money back, you have to give us a uh, hundred thousand. And so what they do is then they give them a hundred thousand, and then they go and then they try and get the money back. And then they're like, okay, you know what? I was able to find some of the money, and then they come back with more, and then they give it to them. And they say, okay, I wasn't able to get everything, but I was able to get two hundred thousand. So here's your additional hundred thousand on top of the hundred thousand I was able to get. But if you want me to be able to find the rest of the money, I need this, I need that, I need this, I need that, I need this, I need that. So now you have to give me like five hundred thousand. And then what they do is they give you the five hundred thousand and then they disappear. Sen, I'm not even understanding what you're just saying. Like I don't what how does that make sense? Because Sen, because they don't actually lose any money. They gain five hundred thousand dollars. I understand that, but why would why would somebody give you money to find money? Because then they're not thinking. <laughs> yes. like, Thank you. They're not thinking. I'm trying, like, like, so, I'm trying to understand this kind yes. of scam. You know why? Because, uh, because I like to know how these things work. <laughs> I want to know if can I repeat this kind of scam? You repeat it. Yeah. <laughs> so then, my dad was saying that there. That they're so intelligent that by the time Interpol is landing, whatever plane they're on is taking off. So by the time Interpol finds out where they are, they're already gone. And I was like, Dad, you have their like, what? you have their number. What? Like, can you get me in contact with them? Because it's are like, they hiring? I know, right? Like, I'm like, can I get in on this? <laughs> But it just shows that like it's so easy to take advantage mm. of people that aren't thinking because they're so stupid that they're like, how do I get the money back? How do I get the money back? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, yeah, 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 I can get you money back. And then they're just so concerned with getting the money back mm-hmm. that you're willing to tell you're telling them certain things that don't even make sense. And then they're like, OK, yeah, cool. But yeah, it. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it to you. If you don't get it, then I can't really help you, Seth. No, it's not that. It's just, I don't. I get it. 
Yeah. I just don't get how somebody fell for it. Oh, <laughs> that's, what I'm saying. Yeah, but, I mean, that's crazy yeah. to me. <laughs> like, like yeah, what? At first, when you tell me, like, you can find the other 2000 for like yeah. two, 200 Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For more money. I'm going. Yeah. yeah. The 200 that you already give me, I don't care about the rest. I'm just going. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Like, right. <laughs> just think a little bit, like, I can give you, uh, like, I give you, you say like, how many they're gonna like give like they're back? like, yeah, we'll get you, we'll get you the two million, but now you have to give me 500,000. No. Yeah. So it's like they literally just gave them the 200,000 that they gave them back and got yeah. five, exactly. 500,000. And they got 500,000 on top. So you give them the money that you took got from, from them, them mm-hmm. and you give it back to them. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, if you want more, you have to give me more. And then they give you more. It seems like they would have gave a million. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm diminishing the numbers, yeah. but like it's it's yeah. Mm. I mean, but that's the thing is that that's what you're dealing with when you're dealing with Africans. Mm. Is Africans don't sleep on Africans, man. Like just because you believe in the hype out there about Africans, and then they're telling you Africa is like this, Africa is like that. There's a reason why people in Africa are living the way that they're living. It's because they're smarter than you. Mm-hmm. It's because they're more intelligent than you. Mm-hmm. They're not living that way because they're not. They're living that way because there's an intelligence to choosing to live that way mm-hmm. as opposed to living this way. Mm-hmm. But if you bring some of those so-called people that you're looking at that don't have what you have here, and then you put them in the same kind of situations, life situations daily, mm-hmm. bro, they excel. They, excel. And they do yeah. well. Yeah. That's why people talk about Nigerians coming to America mm-hmm. and doing so well. Idara's like, finally. She's like, now we're talking <laughs> about Nigerians. <laughs> like, it's funny you said that. I saw, um, uh, it was a YouTube clip, actually. like a Because YouTube, YouTube does reels now. Mm-hmm. So they had a YouTube reel. Um, I don't know her name, but she's a very well-known um, Nigerian author. Mm-hmm. So she was talking about how in Nigeria like back in the days they didn't necessarily identify by race so like the idea of being black wasn't a thing mm. like they identified based on ethnic groups and based on tri- like tribes mm-hmm. so like the concept of black wasn't a thing until she came to america where she saw roots and learned about slavery and learned about like what race is like black versus white and she was like oh okay i understand but she went to college and in her college um, they had one paper to write and this paper was like some it was a big paper it was their first paper for the entire college so the um, her paper got the top grade uh-huh. and the, the teacher or the professor wanted to know who wrote this paper because it was the best paper he's ever read and so when she raised her hand he was like shocked and surprised because she was black and he, he, she was like, I didn't understand racism truly until that moment mm. where it was like, oh, like because I'm a black person, at least considered by American standards, this is like not supposed to be what I'm supposed to be able to do based on the standards here. But then what she also said was that she thought growing up in Nigeria that they would know here in the West that Nigerians are just brilliant. Mm. Mm. Like they, she thought that was just a common thing because they would know Africans are just brilliant. Mm. And I'm even bringing that up to say, even a lot of like the inventions, like even these cell phones, like the social media, all of this stuff, 
it's they're going back into our villages mm. and taking out the youth and taking out the people with the intelligences and the genies to be able to produce all of these things for us in the modern society mm-hmm. and they would never ever 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 say that and not they're, once they're fighting for that's the thing I, I don't think a lot of people realize is that they like silicon valley and these companies actually compete to get the best engineers and the best people from like india mm-hmm. and the best people from these other countries internationally mm-hmm. like i was talking to a brother today and then he's like yeah he's like you know i uh i work at this company and it's a it's a major company i'm not gonna put his business out there but it's a major company and i was like oh really and then he's like yeah he's like initially i was in dubai and then they moved me to now the headquarters here and then i was like oh i was like well what is it and it's a it's a it's a software company Mm. And then I'm like sitting here thinking to myself, and he's Nigerian, mm. and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm like, that's the thing is like they like they know mm-hmm. they like the people here in America that have to be on the cutting edge of technology and have mm-hmm. to be on the cutting edge of things, they're always looking for a leg up on somebody else by getting the fresh, young, intelligent talent that mm-hmm. is going to give them an advantage over somebody else mm-hmm. and that's why you find a lot of people looking at the life here as being more alluring or luxurious than the life back home mm-hmm. because they're thinking about everything that they can get by abandoning that life back home but it's like sort of you don't understand that you become a the reason why you're able to attribute having that kind of intelligence mm-hmm. is because you come from an intelligent system back home now with that being said have you noticed the differences of coming from an intelligent system back home that gives you an ability to understand like how you can lose that intelligence by maybe functioning a certain kind of way or doing certain things or maybe you know kind of abandoning it like for the wrong things have you noticed that or have you come to any realizations in that regard being here yeah pray do tell <laughs> <laughs> yeah um that happened to me and um that was bad that was actually bad and like I know your dad's listening like say yeah. it <laughs> say it shoot yeah <laughs> what was that what's the um what did he say in that movie RRR he said loose <laughs> aim <laughs> shoot <laughs> <laughs> yeah um that happened to me like um maybe like Three, no, not three months, maybe six months when I was here, that mm. happened to me, and um, it was, it was something, even like, my dad was like, just leave her, like, mm. he just closed, like, I'm, like, I, I really, like, starting losing, like, um, my um, foundation, like, everything that mm. built me, I started, like, losing that. That's America. Yeah, and then I was feeling like, I was like, I'm doing something good. You know, I was so mm. like, yeah. But after that, like, um, talk and uh, like, like I said, where I come from, like, they would 
always tell you the truth, even though like they're gonna hate you, mm-hmm. but they keep telling you the truth. People keep talking to me, keep talking to me. I come to realize like um, I'm losing like something that is important for me, mm-hmm. for something that is not important because mm-hmm. like whatever I choose mm-hmm. doesn't gonna help me, you know, and this will help me mm-hmm. and. Um, since like I understand that now, like I start, I start like following, and then like using whatever they give me, like foundation. Mm. Now like from back home. From back mm-hmm. home, yeah, yeah, of course. Like that kind of like now I can see like, yeah, I have a lot. Like mm-hmm. I carry a lot. Even the smaller, like um, I have from there. Like even like my little brother of seven years old. <laughs> If he here, mm-hmm. he'll do good and uh, like an adult. An, an, an adult? Yeah, an yeah. adult there. Like he'll do more better. He will achieve more mm. than, yeah. So like when I get, like when I get that, I just readjust myself and then now follow me, like mm. putting whatever they show me out there. Mm. Now I'm gaining, like I'm gaining and then I'm so proud of that. Mm. I'm not achieving, but I'm keep going. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this because the interesting thing is is I don't think people understand that they're coming from something intelligent until they're in an environment that's not intelligent. Mm. So that's a good that's a good point because again yeah. people would not know that they're not functioning in a certain kind of way because they're already exposed to like what they think is normal. Exactly. Mm. So then do you think you would be able to kind of have the ability to recognize that you have a lot mm-hmm. here, but you have a little bit from back home yeah. that puts you like so ahead of everyone else. Mm-hmm. Do you think you would have realized that if you hadn't come here and then realized how stupid oh, no. everyone and everything no, is here? No, I mean, mm-hmm. no. To be honest, no. Mm. Like, um, this is the thing, like when you were saying like the black lady that was expecting like someone here to tell her like um, the Nigeria girl to tell mm-hmm. someone here to tell her like you excellent mm-hmm. like this is like all like we back home there we want like someone here to tell us like we ex- excellent but I don't think uh, my grandfather in his village mm-hmm. would wait for someone here to say like oh you ex- excellent mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. <laughs> no he won't wait for that so yeah like back home there we look at you guys oh, sorry. Mm. people here mm-hmm. like oh my god they're so great mm-hmm. and then every time show us new york city in the tv <laughs> man we like mm. i want to go there like i want to go there i mm. want to live this kind of life until you came and then you'll be like like when um there's a lot that like when they came here they just feel like they lost mm. because this is not us mm. We don't understand like what we're doing, mm. but there's some people like when they hear like when they go like um, living there at home, they mm-hmm. came like coming here. They know like they have a goal, mm-hmm. and then that goal is like the priority. So they hear mm. they achieve the goal, they done back. That's it. Get back home. Yeah, they get mm. back home. That's it. So um, yeah, if uh, I was there and then you ask me like. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, well, what do you think? Like 
one and a half years ago, I would be like, oh no, I want to go to America. But now I'm like, oh, please, can I go to back to Merita? Mm. I know, yeah, mm-hmm. I want to go. Your dad's even saying, for the record, I told her to stay away from what our relatives here are going for. <laughs> so I think your dad knows exactly what you were talking about yeah, you know. without you even saying it. Mm-hmm. But the interesting thing is, is that people don't, it's, you can't explain that to people here. Mm. I mean, to people back home. No. Because even... Explain what? that What she just said? What like, she just said, you can't explain that to people back home unless they come here and then they understand it and then mm-hmm. they see it for themselves. They won't believe you. But some people even... They won't believe you, but some people would even come and still get caught up in it, like get lost. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I've met people from Africa or Merita and, like, the Caribbean... India, I've met people from Asia, Southeast Asia, all these people coming from those kind of like places that hold like that kind of like mm-hmm. upbringing. Mm-hmm. And those people have told me that in my face, they will never go back. Mm. Yeah, that's why I'm saying like, there's some people that's coming here without mm-hmm. goal. And mm-hmm. like, if you know, like, human being being like, uh, without goal, just like, he's nothing. Mm-hmm. He just, he just walking in the light, like, He's not walking in the life, but he was walking like uh, next to life. Mm-hmm. Next right. to the life, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's it. Like mm. you, like you don't consider that person anymore, like an African, like uh, someone back home, like someone mm. that's come from somewhere. You just they consider, gone. yeah, they just gone. Just consider them like the idiot that we have here. Mm. So would you <laughs> say that America is basically like a mental ward for all of the rejects that are actually trying to walk life for real? You gotta, you gotta <laughs> explain to her what a mental ward is. Oh, oh, like if yeah. I got all the stupid people and the crazy people that don't have any sense mm. and put them into a building where they all just interact with each other in like a playground. It's where they were trying to take me. The place where they take crazy people. <laughs> yeah. It's like he's saying, is America just a very large place for crazy people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta put it in ways. You gotta put it in simple ways. She's just saying, like, I like the way she said it. She's like, yeah. Yeah, she's like, yeah. <laughs> you gotta put it in simple ways for people to understand what it is. Oh, but that's why when I tell people, I tell people here, I tell the initiates here, especially mm-hmm. in New Jersey, Spoiler alert to some of the other initiates from other other temples that might be hearing this for the first time. In America, the initiation we get is the retarded initiation. <laughs> so like you know like how you have like people that can't walk yeah. or people that like don't have arms or legs mm. or people that like are like the stupid yeah. like people have like real mental challenges, mm. right? Like they have real problems yeah. that like you know, stop them from being able to be, like, functioning like everyone else that has, like, everything else, Mm. I tell them that's us in America. Yeah. That's the kind of initiation we get. Mm -hmm. And then they don't understand it, and then they're like, what do you mean? And then I'm like, you're retarded. I think we get it. No. No, you guys (laughs) don't get it. it. No, you guys don't get it. You guys don't get it. Look, here, hear me out. After somebody telling you something, for the millionth time and then like you just think if <laughs> if you're thinking if you're thinking about it if you're thinking about it no one thinks that's the problem <laughs> yeah I don't think in, there's some people in you guys that put those things exactly exactly Ooh. I won't say their name yeah. 
We don't even need her to tell us. We already know, son. He want to his Yeah, exactly. We already know Uh-oh. who she's talking about. We already know the people in the temple that don't think. Because we're all sitting here looking at the people that don't think. And then we're like, why? Like, how can I help? Exactly. Like, how can I help? Like, last night, I think it was like, um, it was like 1 a.m. And I was sitting there and I was talking to Medicana and I was like, I was like, do you think we can help these people? <laughs> I was like, do you think there's like hope for these people? I'm talking about some of the people here. And then she was like, uh, you know, uh, um, uh. And I was like, Medicana, just say no if you're trying to say no. <laughs> like, just be honest. If you feel like we can't help them, just be honest. I'm like, because I'm sitting here thinking, like, I don't know if we can. Because I even, I was thinking about the fact that there's someone that, you know, we were likening to someone else, right? And then the person that we were likening the person to is someone that even Master Nava, who is considered a prophet, mm-hmm. who's considered reaching the up, like the tip top of the levels of, of comedic priesthood, was in a was in the uh, process of even having trouble with helping the person. Mm-hmm. And then the person was telling me, like, there's someone here <laughs> oh that you have that's just like that person. And then for a second... I'll, I was in the sh- like a couple like I was thinking about it and then later on I think I was in the shower and I was sitting there by myself and I was really thinking to myself and I was like maybe I can succeed where the macro failed oh my god like right I started that's thinking a, like that. hold on hold on hold that's on, hold a on. pretty hold on hold on hold on I started thinking I don't have a comment hold on hold on hold on I started thinking like that and then the next the next thought I had was Maybe it's impossible to succeed where the macaroo failed. Mm-hmm. So then that means no matter what you do, you, you can't, can't help the, the person. person. Yeah. And I was like, hmm. And then I was like, I think it's the second one. I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to help the person in the way I'm thinking I'm going to be able to help the person. Because there's that saying, it's like... Even if you have, like, even if a crazy person, like, you help a crazy person, it's a proverb. I'm trying to remember it exactly. Mm-hmm. But it's like uh, every, like, every now and then, the crazy person, even if they're getting better, mm-hmm. every now and then they remind you that they're crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, re- <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember when. <laughs> Bure was talking about that. He was like, every now and then you're gonna hear them just get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's true. Like, they be functioning completely fine. Exactly. And then you sit there and it just. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And then I started to think about it and I was like, you know what? I was like, honestly, and I told myself this. I was like, honestly, Titipsa, I was like, don't. I was like, just just do your best. I was like, just do your best and keep trying. I was like, but don't allow it to drive you insane. Insane. And then I was like, you know, just do what you can. But I think that you know, people people here don't understand that they're not thinking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to some extent. Sometimes some people genuinely aren't trying. Mm-hmm. But then there's some people that try and even replicate 
that your way of thinking, they try and replicate the externalized perspective of your thinking. Mm -hmm. But then they don't understand that they're not actually understanding the approach that goes into it. Mm. Does that make sense? Not, not for me. So it's like here, <laughs> what? people will people will try and then like if they see you like motivated or mm. if they see you confident, right? Then they'll be like, okay, all I have to do is be motivated and confident. But then they don't understand that that kind of motivation or that kind of confidence mm. is coming from something within. Mm. So then they don't understand how to get to that thing within. They don't look to find that thing within mm. that can make them be motivated or make them be confident mm -hmm. and then they just try and be it on the outside mm -hmm. and yeah. then it's like that's not the same thing and it's mm -hmm. different for everybody yeah exactly. i've noticed that like to like sure human beings we we don't really create or invent anything right mm -hmm. we have to have a model to follow mm -hmm. but at the same time everybody comes with their own spirit everybody comes with their own taboos everybody yeah. comes with their own things so i can't jump in and say i'm gonna act like tutipsa it's not gonna work for me it's never i have gonna to happen. act yeah. like kaja's reaming mm -hmm. like exactly. there's things in me that i have to figure out to find that for myself and the same for you and the same for everybody else and i think that's also another like problem in the west mm. like here people think there's like this basic standard model where everybody like kind of copies mm. and follows and then it's weird too because not everybody thinking. yeah like everybody gets like this weird kind of like I want to be unique. I want to be individual. But then you're not being unique and individual because you're, you're doing cool. exactly what everybody's <laughs> saying to do it. So it just becomes this weird thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just saying that to say like, it's, it, things here are just different. It's just mm -hmm. so weird. And I think that when you really break it down, we're all here in the society, in the West, functioning borderline crazy or borderline um mental health mm. like or mental what do you call it mental on mentally unstable yeah mentally that's unstable. really what it comes down to because we're all stuck in our emotions we're all stuck in our ways we're all stuck in this kind of like cycle of not trying to actually put ourselves in situations to get out of our comfort zones so it becomes this weird loop of just mental retardedness mm. and then we become <laughs> so comfortable with it to the point where we don't even recognize it anymore well, I don't think you're encouraged to be able to recognize it. And that's what I'm saying is like, the reason why I was asking you even like, would you have been able to recognize that you came from a, a culture of intelligence if you didn't come here and then weren't seeing a culture of like anti-intelligence or like a culture of stupidity? Mm -hmm. And it seems like here it almost becomes impossible for you to recognize the fact that you come from somewhere if you never actually go somewhere mm -hmm. that has a culture mm -hmm. or vice versa. You can't recognize you have culture or you've grown up in culture until you go to a place that has no culture. And that's why I was asking because mm -hmm. it seems like it's impossible Mm -hmm. Because you won't even realize that there's a standard or there's like a, there's a, requ I don't, don't want to say requirement, but there's an expectation mm -hmm. of how you're supposed to function mm -hmm. in a place of culture versus 
being in a place with no culture mm. until you get to the place where there's no expectation mm -hmm. and then you start to realize like oh there's an expectation where i come from mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's a requirement where i come from mm -hmm. and then you don't realize that either in one or two ways until it's too late mm -hmm. or when you notice it start to slip mm -hmm. and then that's when you're like oh I see. Now, this is why everyone else around me in this place that doesn't come from that requirement mm. sucks. Mm. Mm. This is why everyone that's around me that doesn't come from that requirement or doesn't have that kind of requirement in their daily life, you're looking at them and you're being like, oh, you have no culture. Because you don't realize you grow up in a culture until you're either out of it or until you're in a place that has more of a requirement of that said culture mm. like the only way you're going to get that is if you find yourself traveling in a different environment but here you don't find that mm -hmm. some people don't even leave their their hometowns yeah some people stay like there are people like we're in we're in fort lee right mm -hmm. so if you're looking for us you can find us 1506 anderson avenue <laughs> and we're on google so <laughs> But nonetheless, if you're looking for us, you can find us, right? All you'll find here is knowledge and an ass kicking if you're looking for it. And, but uh, I got, I, for, I even forgot where I was going because I got so worried about telling enemies where they can find us. But, um, but uh, what was I saying? Somebody remind yeah, me. What was um, you were talking about those people that leave that town. Oh. Yeah, but I was going somewhere with it. I can't they remember. They never travel anywhere else. They never get exposure to, like, something different to know where they're coming from. Yeah. Yeah, I was going somewhere with it. But, you know. Yeah, but talking about that, uh, like, when uh, my mom was doing my hair downstairs, and then, uh, oh, so I'm like, when my mom was doing my hair downstairs, and um, we were stuck, and I'm like, oh, like uh, the Gregorian calendar is almost done, mm. and then she's like, "Well, what did you achieve this like, and the, the this year?" Mm -hmm. I'm like, "Oh, well." Oh yeah, that's right. It is. It is yeah. almost done. Yeah, yeah. January is yeah. like right on January's the corner. January yeah, in 15 yeah. days. Yeah, so I'm like, "Oh that's crazy. well." Yeah, I travel a lot, mm. Mm. and she was like, and then uh, I'm like, I travel a lot, but. I don't know. And she's mm. like, you're glad you travel. There's some people that never leave their town. And then mm. traveling is good for you because you learn. I'm like, yeah, actually, I learned this here. Like, mm -hmm. now, like, um, I have the ability to see things different, different. in front of me. Yeah, mm. like, oh. I'm not in that kind of box box where, like, it just where I came from, just in front of me. But now I can mm. see everything. And so now I know how to move when I'm like in different area mm. from here, like mm. or from back home there. I know like there I'm this mm. and then I have to learn. Here I'm going this mm. to in, like enjoy mm. like gain from these people. Mm -hmm. So that's it like uh it's like it's good for me. Like I understand what you say, like what Titisa was saying when he said like if you don't like you know you're not going out mm. Mm -hmm. you won't know like what's going out there. Mm -hmm. You won't mm -hmm. find out until like you went there and then you will see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, I mean, it, 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 I can't, I can't, you know, express the need to travel mm -hmm. and to get outside of your comfort zone enough. But people, people don't want to place themselves outside of their comfort zone. And we on it, the block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's true. Um, I would just say, you know, like no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, challenge yourself to get outside of your comfort zone by traveling. Mm -hmm. And like, even if you're even if you're an initiate, the the most important thing you can do is travel. And the most important thing in terms of traveling is go to places that have culture. That go to the places mm. where they tell you not to go. Mm -hmm. So that means like if they're telling you stay away from this place, go if, there. Go, go there. there. Mm -hmm. If the modern society is like don't go to this place. Mm -hmm. That's where you need to go. Mm -hmm. If they're like, you can't trust this place, that's where you need to go. Mm -hmm. Like me, some of the places on my list are like North Korea, Iran. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I, I agree with you on that one. Definitely. Like because the fact that they're standing against America mm -hmm. means that they must have something, something. that mm -hmm. America feels threatened by, which means mm -hmm. because if America is a culture of no culture, it means they must have something culturally mm -hmm. that they're standing on that America's like, we don't want you to exist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I would say just the best advice maybe we can give you is travel. But travel to places where America tells you not to go. Mm -hmm. Those are the places where you should start. Where the so-called third world countries that the Western places will tell you not to go to. Mm -hmm. Go there. With that being said, a word from our sponsor before we get into rapid fire. Yenbaum, if you don't mind, I know you can read English. <laughs> if you don't mind reading this. <laughs> I just want the same way I love to hear you say fat cat in your accent <laughs> is the same way I just want to be able to hear you read the sauce advertisement in your accent why you doing this <laughs> yeah why, why? <laughs> it's okay we'll help you we'll help you okay. yeah. <laughs> sauce 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 Hot sauce beginning in the 2007 when um, when a small group of students travel in West Africa were trying to think of a way to spot support spot support support yeah spot uh, charitable charitable oh, no, I can't say that one <laughs> let me see charitable. charitable it's okay you can go to the next go to the okay, next one. yeah. yeah. It's a group effort. Okay, um, project. Uh -huh. One of the students traveling uh, happened to be an talking to the mic. Artisanal. Oh. Traveling to be an an artisanal hot sauce chef. Why me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep going, keep going. It's chef. A, yeah, uh huh. I can see. I know. I have the privacy screen. Oh, okay. And right there, sauce hot sauce was born. Thank you. No, you keep going. Oh, There's oh. still two more paragraphs. Okay. And right there, SAS. What, what? SAS hot sauce for you. Since oh, okay. then. Since then, SAS hot sauce has pride itself. This pride? Uh huh. Okay. Mm -hmm. Itself 
on making expression exceptional exceptional, exceptional artisanal hot sauce uh-huh hot it's too late it's already on instagram what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> the way her eyes just opened up yeah, keep going keep going keep going it's too late <laughs> and we get to support a um, yeah. good cause we continue to to do this to do this with the best on um, how do you tastiest tastiest offering offering of sauce flour flavors flavors uh-huh okay how do you do that? Today, uh-huh. yeah. With a focus on supporting displaced, yeah, you got it. Supporting, yeah. Supporting. Supporting, yeah. Supporting, um, displaced, no. Displaced, yeah, you got it. Family yeah. in the Fadon Burma, uh-huh. of Burkina Faso, with the revenue from our side. You see, just the way you pronounced, say it one more time for the people. Uh huh. The way we mispronounce it every time, you pronouncing it right once is how we sound trying to pronounce the other words. Mm. So just know, you know what? Just because you had trouble pronouncing the other words, it just shows that you came and you traveled and that you have something that we don't. Because it's very difficult for us to even pronounce Fada and Gurma. Because we don't even pronounce it the same way, so take that. Yeah, All right, so I guess Russia is welcoming. What is huh? Russia, Russia is welcoming what? I don't know. I'm reading the chats. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I don't know. The person might be crazy. Um, uh, so yeah, let's get into uh, <laughs> let's get into uh, rapid fire. I'm unmuted. We laugh. All right. So, first up, we got Israeli stocks shorted days before the October 7th attack. So, just five days before Hamas launched its attack on Israel, a warning may have shown up on the stock market. A study by researchers from Columbia University and NYU called Trading on Terror suggests that a trader may have been aware of the coming attack and bet against the Israeli economy and walked away with a profit by short selling on the US and Israeli stock exchanges. Short selling is basically a strategy aimed at making a profit off of an asset that is expected to drop in price. The seller borrows a security and sells it on the open market with the goal of buying it back later at a lower price and pocketing the difference. The study looked at the Israel Exchange Traded Fund, which is a common way for people to make investments in Israel, which on any given day has around 2,000 shares shorted. All right, that's just a normal day. According to their research, on October 2nd, that number shot up to over 227,000 shares. According to Columbia Law Professor Joshua Mitz, one of the authors of the study, he says that's extremely unusual, but it was also extremely profitable. And the shares sold short for just sold short for one Israeli company company alone yielded a profit of millions of, of Israeli shekels. So this this is the thing is like even before 9-11. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what happened. Like, the people that own the World Trade Center didn't have an insurance policy that covered 
terrorist attacks. Mm-hmm. And then they somehow, like months before, mm-hmm. got an insurance policy that covered terrorist attacks. Mm-hmm. So you can't tell me that these things are planned because like as an African and Africans being intelligent when it comes to scamming, mm-hmm. I know a scam when I see one. Mm-hmm. And you can't tell me that that attack mm-hmm. in Gaza or the the is Israel Gaza war right now, the mm-hmm. Israeli and the Palestinian war that's happening right now, and for them to kind of plan it in that way doesn't tell you that it was obviously planned. Because I'm just mad I didn't get that information because I would have shorted those stocks, yeah. and I would I wouldn't even be here. I'd be you guys would be like, where's the pizza? Mm-hmm. We can't find him for some reason. He changed his number. We can't reach him. Because I would have taken Bobby. those millions and I would have been like, deuces. Yeah, I mean, you know, just to add on to what you're saying. I mean, it's always like that, though. Like, if you pay attention, like, I've, I've come to the realization that even with what we learn here, like, spiritually, like, how there's, like, cycles, there's rhythms to things, there's things you have to learn to fit into. The modern system is no different in the sense that there's rhythms and there's cycles for when there's destruction and when there's time to profit and there's time to lose, mm-hmm. there's time to gain and it's time, and, you know, just financially to benefit. To benefit. Yeah. So if you understand like the period spiritually, you can also understand the period financially because mm-hmm. then you know where to put your money and how to put your money. Like you remember Makuzum? Yes. Makuzri, but Makuzum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He was a um, he's a he's a professional trader. Yeah. So during our time in Per Unk, yeah, I would watch this guy literally make six hundred dollars in fifteen minutes. Mm. He t- when COVID hit, yeah, and he was still in the second gen for New Jersey. He was telling me like, yo, he feels a little bad. I'm like, why, bro? He was like, because I'm making money off of this virus, and I know that it's rigged, but. I gotta feed my family though. Why didn't you call me? Why didn't I call you? Yeah. You like, were stuck you were stuck in Merita. So? We, we we weren't really talking like that at yeah. that point. You know, I didn't really know you like that. But yeah. the point is <laughs> Did, you make money? Did I make money? Yeah. Nah, I didn't make any money. Man, I didn't make any money. I didn't make I actually no actually I did. I did. I had some money in on Bitcoin and I, I took that money and that's how I got to Merita. But that's another story. Oh. Yeah. So what I'm saying is this, like if you understand the movements and the cycles and the rhythms of how things are flowing, you're always going to be able to profit no matter what. Mm-hmm. So with this war and all that shit that's going on, the people who are in charge of this, the people who are behind all this stuff, they know what's going on. They're in tune with these rhythms as themselves. And so they're doing certain things at certain periods in the time frame or in time and space where they know that the energies are right for that. So if you understand that, you can profit or gain financially. Yeah. I mean, that's why even um, 9-11 was on World Renewal Day. Exactly. They know. Mm-hmm. They, that means that they understand the real cycles of nature mm-hmm. because that's a very specific point in time within nature where a cycle and a realignment and a, re- a readjustment is occurring. Mm-hmm. So for them to even do 9-11 on World Renewal Day means that they understand the real natural calendar of nature mm-hmm. and the real natural cycles of nature. This is the only place where you can get the real natural calendar. RisingFirefly.org 
You heard the man. <laughs> yeah, mom's like, I don't even know what the hell you guys are talking about <laughs> in terms of the stock market. <laughs> All right, next up. Uh, so, over in Ukraine, we have a Ukrainian veteran sets off hand grenades oh. in a village meeting. So, what? A Ukrainian village counselor bombed a government meeting with hand grenades on Friday wounding 26 individuals in a video filmed in Koretsky, Western Ukraine, a man walked into a room where the village council were discussing the community's budget on Friday morning. He then takes three explosives out of his jacket before pulling the pins out and throwing them onto the floor right in front of him. Deputy of the Kertsek village council from the servant uh, of the people party founded by Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. Uh, he works in the Village Council, the Village Council's Law and Order Commission. According to an Instagram comment on Valuetainment's page, this is where we got this story from, a few minutes before the explosion, the guy's name is Serhii Batrin, and he was arguing with his colleagues that during the war, it's not possible to give the village head an allowance of 50% and a monthly bonus of 100% of his salary. So he's basically saying that the village like leader, like the leader of this um, sort of commission that they have like over the community, he's making too much money in a time of war. Like you could be re you know, redirecting yeah. some of the resources to help out during the war. And basically, his co like everybody else, was like, "You're bugging." Yeah. Like we don't care. And he was, um, yeah. And it was this that basically infuriated him. And because in a previous vote, he refused to recognize the work of the chairman of the village council as satisfactory. Mm. He was like, "You're not doing a good job." And everybody else was like, "No, he's doing great." It sounds like one honest person in a <laughs> exactly. room full of liars. <laughs> exactly. So, basically, his claims, you know, and arguments just didn't affect any of his colleagues at all, and they were just like, so whatever. He just dude. Like, so he it. left. He left the meeting. He came back with the grenades, popped the pins, dropped two of them in front of him, and the third one, he just kept it in his hand. He popped oh the pin, just kept it in his hand. Is he dead? Yo, what? No. Uh, so reportedly they're not dead like none of the people are dead but there were 26 people that were severely injured so did he lose his hand or something uh, like, is, I saw the video it's crazy the way he you gotta see the video the way he drops the grenades <laughs> you would think they're not grenades bro you would think he's just dropping like dropping just like marbles like marbles bro <laughs> like just throwing like a beyblade or like a pokemon card on the floor or something because the way he just throws it man you're like that's that can't be a grenade and there's video and then you just see like boom 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 and then you're just like man but yeah i guess don't play with people this guy what did you understand like what he did so basically, <laughs> she's like, no, hell no, I'm just so here for a ride. You know a grenade, right? Yeah. Like the bomb. Mm -hmm. A guy walked into a place in in like the country next to Russia, Ukraine, mm -hmm. where they're fighting, and he was saying like the guy in charge is making too much money, mm -hmm. and they weren't listening to him. And so what he did is he came back with three grenades and he blew up the room. He blew up himself too. 
What do you call a situation like that? Is that just extreme emotion? Like, is that conviction? Is that dedication? Like, what is that? I guess you could say it's yeah. all three. I mean, it's, I don't want to, like, if, it, like, you guys got to know who you're dealing with. Like, there's uh-huh. certain people you don't play with. So yeah, I'm but surprised they didn't himself. know to not play with him. But he blew up himself too. Said, it doesn't matter. Bro, if it was me, I'm just gonna throw the throw it and run. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if it was like, you. But that was a crazy thing. He dropped the bombs and there was like people. Another comment on Instagram was saying that so many people are so used to safety uh-huh. that they don't even recognize danger because exactly. he popped the pins and threw them on the floor and it was like a lady that kind of did like this. Exactly. But she didn't even get up. Like yes. nobody got up and ran. Like yes. they were just like, oh. Exactly. Bro. And then I'm like, I'm like, damn, I'm like the blast radius of a grenade. You think just lifting your leg like it's a rat <laughs> is going to protect you from the grenade? Bro, the moment he popped it, I was out the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, the thing is, is I'm that gone. No one did that to the point where you're like, what is going on with people? Mm-hmm. But again, here we go. Go back to what we were talking about in the beginning. Uh, stupidity. People don't think. Like there's no way you're dro- if somebody walks in here right now and drops a grenade, I'm not gonna be like, oh, was that a grenade? I'm out the window. And if all of you guys stick around when someone drops a grenade, that's your problem. That's crazy. Yeah. Evil world we Degeneration. All right. Next up, we got anti-Semitism versus Islamophobia on Ivy League campuses. So. Controversy over last week's Real congressional wars. hearing regarding anti-Semitism on college campuses continues to play out at Harvard, MIT, and the University of Pennsylvania. Just a quick note, MIT is not one of the Ivy League campuses, but it's a part of the conversation. So, presidents of all three campuses, this is a spark note, they're all women. Okay. Okay. The presidents of these campuses all are all women. All three of those campuses gotcha. are women. So over the weekend, Penn President Liz McGill resigned after calls mounted for her removal among students, faculty, and donors. All eyes then turned to Harvard, which announced on Tuesday that its president, Claudine Gay, will, will keep her job amid intense pressure. Critics say McGill, Gay, and MIT President Sally Kornbluth failed to convince Congress in the public that they can adequately protect their Jewish students. Those concerns largely largely erupted after the university presidents were asked whether calling for the genocide of Jews would violate their school's code of conduct. Many felt that their answers were too legalistic and lacked moral clarity at a time when both anti-Semitism and anti-Arab and anti-Muslim incidents are on the rise in the country. Um. Do <laughs> you have anything to say to this? I don't think. Can you explain? Yeah. Just, okay. So basically, what's going on is like at the universities, they're fighting, and then they're saying that uh, there's like people that don't like Jewish people mm-hmm. and people that don't like Muslims mm-hmm. are fighting, and there's protests that are happening at the schools. So they're saying you don't have the ability to protect. They're saying to the universities, you don't have the ability to protect these people. But then the thing is, is it's like protect them from what exactly? Yeah. There's just this assumption 
that at some point there's going to be violence that breaks out on the college campuses because people are protesting against what's happening in uh in, in Palestine. In Why don't Israel? they go fight then? <laughs> like instead of like instead of protesting, right. like I would like if it was me. I mean, this is why I I <laughs> identify with the guy with the grenades. Like you don't play with certain people. Mm -hmm. Is because if it was me, I would go fight. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be here like, oh man, let's protest. No, mm -hmm. let's go do something that matters. Well, it goes back to what we were even talking about, right? Like people live in a fantasy world where they have their their own self-importance. can hear you, Terror Shot. Where they think <laughs> that there's like, <laughs> there's something to be prideful in themselves for protesting. Yeah. Like they're being prideful in the idea that they're a better or a good person or a better person than a person in front of them mm -hmm. because they're protesting. Mm -hmm. So it's just that fantasy world again. Like they're not actually doing anything. They don't actually want to do anything but make themselves feel better or feel good about a situation. Of course. That's, Excuse me, that's the whole thing, is that, like, when you're dealing with, um, like, uh, I think Bill Burr has, like, the best take on, like, um, the social justice movement, mm -hmm. and he talks about how, like, white women stood by white men for, like, thousands of years as they were, like, pillaging and destroying the planet, and then he talks about how it wasn't until that now the rest of the world was like, hey, white men, you need to stop raping and pillaging the rest of the planet that now white women are distancing themselves from white men mm -hmm. and they would be like, we were never a part of this. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, how can you not be a part of this when you stood by us for thousands of years, mm -hmm. but now that the rest of the world is being like, you can't do this, now you're being like, yeah, we got taken advantage of too. And that's the thing is like, everyone wants to put themselves in that kind of position mm -hmm. where they're like, no, I was never a part of this. Mm -hmm. I just happened to be a victim of it. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing is like, come on, man. There's no, everyone's hands are are dirty. Right. Everyone, no one is a victim in this situation. We're all willing participants mm -hmm. in this nonsense, in mm -hmm. this craziness. Who washed the KKK hoodies? Mama. <laughs> Mama did. <dear. laughs> all right. Am I, I'm good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, let's go. All right. Uh, border Patrol finds homemade bombs at Damn. the U.S. border. So Customs Damn. and Border Patrol, uh, as we all know, you know, they've been pretty loose as of late. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't know you could just get in like that. It's right just now. like. Mm. Like you just get in. They'll let happening. you in. It's mm. happening. So, like Border what? Patrol, huh? What? They let you in the country. Oh. Like you can just get in. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> like, I didn't know. I really didn't know. Yeah, you just mm. pull up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I bet my dad is wishing it was easy for him back then. So yeah, they issued. I don't want to say what the, he did. Yeah, so issued yeah. a memo. Stop mentioning, bro. They issued a memo on Wednesday warning agents to be on the alert for illegal immigrants carrying explosives after ten IEDs, which is impro improvised explosive devices, were found near the border. Agents were advised to ex exercise extreme caution and should report any possible armed subjects approaching the border with possible explosive devices. In a memo first obtained by Fox Business, the 
IEDs were discovered after agents stationed at a Tuscan a Tuscan border post exchanged fire with cartel members near a local ranch. Damn, the news damn. comes against the backdrop of ongoing immigration policy debates in Washington D.C., where Republicans have pushed to in include greater funding for border security within the White House's broader 106 billion dollar aid package to Israel and Ukraine. Which they're saying now they're running out of money for. Man, I just need I need to get one of these security contracts for Ukraine or Israel. Like I just need to start selling guns. <laughs> like we just need to get some of these security contracts to Israel or Ukraine, man. Seriously. Make so much money. Or border patrol, it seems like. Because they're paying like billions of dollars for border patrol. And they're like, we don't even have to do our job. They're letting you in. Like, you can just get paid. Yeah, I mean, it, it just seems like the whole... Is it just me or does it seem like with America, like mm -hmm. the... um like the lies are becoming easier to see oh yeah yeah like definitely. it's just becoming definitely. like people now are like seeing the real mm -hmm. lies of america mm -hmm. and they're just seeing the truth of it mm -hmm. in real time and then it's just like the president of america is biden and it's like you just see like him not being able to maintain the lie anymore <laughs> and then the fact that like america Bro, can't he's maintain like half, the lie he's like three quarters of the way dead like he like no, he's, he's not three quarters of the way he's 97 percent dead <laughs> like he's not, like i'm surprised they say they're saying that like he walks around the white house naked at night really oh yeah like, real? he wanders around the white house naked wow like that's what they're saying that they're saying that's how bad he is i would hope that that's true just for the funny just for it to be funnier than it is like terrible exactly that would at no least i mean make it i funny. don't care man <laughs> Who gives a fuck about Joe Biden? Damn. Because if you look back at the way Joe Biden was talking about like exactly. things in, exactly. in the eighties and the nineties, mm -hmm. I'm like, bruh, I'm like, life has a funny way of giving you mm -hmm. things back. Mm -hmm. And seeing him the way he would talk about like black people, the way he would talk about other countries, mm -hmm. the way he's like, Yeah, and this and that and this and that. I'm like, bruh, mm -hmm. it honestly I don't pity you. Wasn't he the one that said if there wasn't an Israel, the United States would have to create an Israel? Exactly. Just go back and watch Joe Biden in the 80s and the 90s and the way he was talking and the way he was standing mm. and the way he would talk about other countries yeah. and the way he would talk about people. Mm. Hey, bro. Stupid games get stupid prizes. <laughs> All right. Next up bringing AI into the conversation. So a My new favorite. definition. Zawaz is somewhere <clears throat> smiling. A new definition for the word hallucinate takes AI into consideration. Oh, God. So, where are we uh, let me pull this up. So, hallucinate is dictionary.com's word of the year. And no, you're not imagining things. The online reference site said in an announcement on Tuesday that this year's pick refers to a specific definition of the term pertaining to artificial intelligence. And I quote, to produce false information contrary to the intent of the user and present it as if true and factual. Or in other words, is when chatbots and other AI tools confidently make stuff up. 
But that's mm. already in the news, though. The news already does that very well for us. Yeah, but hold on, hold on, hold on. Keep, keep going. That's that's, that's really it? it. That's it. They're, they've included a definition into the dictionary that takes into consideration the fact that an AI robot can confidently make something up, and now they're calling that like an artificial hallucination. So they changed the definition of the word hallucination. No, they added a definition. Oh, so like how English has multiple definitions mm -hmm. for one word. Mm -hmm. No, hold on a second. <laughs> exactly. Do you, do you understand what they're exactly. saying? Exactly. I'm, I'm getting it now. Now I'm getting it. That which means, is fucking crazy. That means that they're admitting mm -hmm. that what you think is a hallucination is actually a realization of truth. Mm-hmm. And that what you're realizing is you're now shedding that lie, and that's what a hallucination is. That's what they're saying. To produce false information contrary to the intent of the user and present it as if true and factual. Wow. So then that, that's so interesting because it means that they're admitting that this whole thing is a lie mm -hmm. and that everything that they've been presenting is a lie they're even building it into the robots at this point wow that's so interesting that they're admitting that where is this really going anymore like you mean like this this just this <laughs> yeah because you like, just had like an existential realization <laughs> like, what in the real time like, what, what, what's the really like <laughs> you get what i'm trying to say like what's really like so what's that's the what I'm saying. Like when you look at America, you can just see like the like the tape, and like the curtains are falling down, and then you see Joe Biden naked walking around, and then you're like, oh my God, this is what it is. You ever saw that video with Joe Biden? Like he's walking, he's trying to get into like a, a corridor or something for the White House, and they have the people there trying to have to align him to where he has to go because he's walking the wrong direction. So they have people there to derail him like, at every step. Gotta love Joe Biden. Gotta love Grandpa. Uh. All right, oh, man. it's a up. beautiful, it's a beautiful world. Even. I mean, just let a wonderful Trump time come to back, be alive. Man. At least Trump was paying us, man. <laughs> yeah, I need, I need another stimulus check. Yeah, like just pay us. I need another stimmy. Yeah, I got, like, I got, yeah. I got, I got some stuff yeah. to take care. of. <laughs> Next up, we got GM, GMO food lobbyists looking to scrap safety rules on new genetically modified crops. Mm. So. Uh, the GMO industry wants genetically modified herbicide tolerant and insecticide producing crops to be allowed into our fields and onto our plates without, sef without safety checks or labeling. This proposal has been widely condemned by groups representing the interests of the environment, consumers, farmers, and organic and non-GMO industry sectors, as well as by independent scientists. In the July 5th final proposal, the commission proposed to deregulate new genetically modified plants. This would basically allow all of these pesticide doused uh, new GMOs to slip into the farming and food systems unnoticed, unlabeled, and without any safety tests. If the deregulation proposal is adopted, it will open the floodgates for new GM crops that will not be assessed for risks for the environment, jeopardizing food security in the long run. I don't even have a comment. 
Yeah, I mean, you know what GMOs are? So they make fake things in a lab. So they make food in a lab. So it's not like, real food. It's not real food. So, like, if you pull, like, when we go to the grocery store, mm. we have to read, like, what they put in the food mm-hmm. or what they put in the thing. Mm. I'm not even going to call it food. Because they make... The product. Now they make fake food in a lab and they put it in the stuff here. Mm-hmm. So it's not even real. It doesn't come out of the ground. They make it in a lab. <laughs> Look at this mom. You see like watermelons, like the watermelons, right? You see, water, it sh- fruit should have seeds, right? Mm. They have seedless fruits because they're made in labs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so now they're, they're talking about how they don't want people to know about it. And they're saying, like, no, it's safe. Mm-hmm. And so basically what they're saying is... You don't see how people hear you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. But that's what... That's the whole debate, is that there's people here that are like, no, that's not good. That's not okay. Mm-hmm. But then there's people here that are like, no, it's fine. It's good. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, I'm a scientist. I'm a doctor. I'm this, I'm that. And I'm telling you it's safe. I'm telling you it's good. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. We were talking about that earlier, though. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we even been going to the grocery store yeah. and like checking the labels. <laughs> exactly. And sometimes you you miss one thing, exactly. and you get it back to the house, and you're uh-huh. like, "Damn, contains GMO." And then I'm here, like, "Did you guys know this has GMO?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's bad, yeah. but it's it's real. It's like they, it's in everything. Now they're even doing fake meat. Yeah, they do fake like meat. meat, like fake meat. Like yeah. they will put, like they will make meat in a lab underneath, yeah. like a what do you call it, a microscope. Mm-hmm. Like you would think it's real meat, but they it's not. It. They clone it. Yeah. yeah it's like you don't kill. You don't have to kill the animal anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, they how just many days am I here for? They just make yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were. You know, the other night we're not gonna say the song and we're not gonna say what it's about. Uh, but we. Uh, we were breaking down a song and how it's about like secret societies mm-hmm. and then like after we broke it down and we like it was like midnight or it was like 1am or 2am yeah, we were working and Yembom was like can you turn the song off <laughs> <laughs> and we were like why Yembom are you scared and then we're like She's like, no, put on a good song. And then we're like, this is a good song. She's like, no, like a song where they're not talking about stuff like this. (laughs) (laughs) And then that's when I think Yambom started to really realize, like, man, America? Like, fuck this place. Let me get the fuck out of here. How many chicken I eat outside? Exactly. Hello. <laughs> I have big things like that. Right? Exactly. That's why when you're like, oh yeah, let's go. We're like, no, yeah, mommy, you don't want to go. Like, you don't want to go to that place. <laughs> Next up, we got a Bronx drug trafficker arrested for torture. <laughs> this one was funny. I, I have it labeled. One. I have it labeled in OBS as Bronx booty burner. <laughs> what? So just wait. What? Uh, A suspected drug trafficker who was arraigned in court on Thursday after 18 months on the run 
was a vengeful Bronx dealer who kidnapped and tortured at least two of his rivals by using a hot clothes iron to burn them on their butts, prosecutors said. The torture victims made the mistake of stealing drugs from Jonathan Huertas and his associates early last year and paid a cruel price for their piracy. According to the Bronx District Attorney's Office, the torture occurred in the basement of a Bronx apartment where Huertas and three others ran their drug operation. Court records stated after drugs were stolen from their SUV, Huertas in a recorded video can be seen repeatedly threatening, threatening and restrain, a restrained male victim and placing a heated iron on his, his exposed buttocks. Searches and surveillance. Why is this in public? <laughs> Searches and surveillance led to the arrest of Jimenez and two others, but Huertas, 31, managed to escape and stay on the run for 18 months until authorities caught up with him in September. There was actually another video that was admitted in court of him lighting, taking a lighter and burning a plastic bottle over the exposed buttocks of another one of his victims to let the hot plastic drip <laughs> onto his skin. So, hold on, let me explain this thing, So, you know, like the. You know. Sounds kinky. You know how they have, like, the metal stick in Medita that they put in fire and then they put it on the cow mm -hmm. so that you're able to know, like, okay, this is my cow. So there's a guy in, in New York City, right? Right, right there. Mm -hmm. And he was fighting with other people, right? And so they sell drugs, mm -hmm. okay? So the people he's fighting with sell drugs too. So what he did is he would get the metal stick that they put in fire and then use on the cow. He would capture the people that he was fighting with and he would take that metal stick and he would put it in fire and then he would put it on their butt. <laughs> so he wasn't he wasn't putting it anywhere else. He was just putting it on their butt. So he then was taking like you know like a plastic bottle. You know like how you put in fire it melts. Yeah. So he would then take the plastic bottle look at the dar's face. <laughs> He would then take. He would then take. A dar looks so disturbed. He would take the plastic bottle and he would put it in fire, and then he would let the plastic, the melted plastic, go on their butt. <laughs> so, so, I mean, hey, man. I guess people have different ways of making sure they're like heard. One guy walks in, hey, it's grenades. Another guy walks in, it's like, I'm gonna burn plastic on your ass. Like, people have strange ways of getting their point across. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, moving right along. So, um, this one, it goes a little bit into education. Just How much more is left? Just, this is, is, there's one more after this one. So, um, yeah, we have a forum tomorrow. Oh, yes, 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 yes. On, um, on education. Quick, quick pivot. Mm -hmm. Quick plug. So, but this, this topic is just as ridiculous. But it has to do with education, sort of. So, a mother of six-year-old school shooter is sentenced to 
two wow. years. Wait, 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 wait. You, you six-year-old school shooter. You heard me correct. The shooter was six years old. You heard me correct. Are you serious? Damn. The Virginia mother of the six-year-old boy accused of shooting his first-grade teacher in class earlier this year was sentenced on Friday to two years in prison what for child fuck? neglect. Police say that the six-year-old student brought a gun into his classroom and intentionally shot and wounded his teacher, Abby Zwerner, on January 6th. Zwerner sustained a gunshot wound through her hand and into her chest. Police say the six-year-old student brought a gun into his classroom. Oh, yeah, that's the same. I copied the same sentence twice. Wait, wait, wait. How... The teacher's white, right? Yes. Is the student white? The student is black. The student is black? Yeah, that's why. Let's just cut to the chase. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's why they made the mom go to jail because I don't see any of these, these, like, these white shooters. Talk about it. They don't, like, yeah, they, they, they always get off. Jail. Yeah, they get off. They yeah. never go to jail. They never have to go to, their parents never have to go to jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that makes that makes no sense because i mean uh, how the hell did he get the gun i mean how uh how so old is supposedly how old the mother uh faced the charge about two years ago for uh like having a firearm and like a sort of handling it in a in the wrong the way. Bad way. Yeah. Exactly. So just like what she taught him to do? Like No. She said, yo, son, if mother ever hit you or say something, you kept his ass. She probably, Wait, and he just okay. took it way how too old? far. <laughs> like how like, how old is how old is like what, three? How old is four? How old is four? Because I'm trying to conceptualize a, a six-year-old. Six That's what I'm saying. That is how? able to understand, like, okay, I'm taking this gun. Right. And I'm going to school, and I'm going to shoot my teacher. Can you explain it to uh, Fino Men in French, Terry Shot? <laughs> like just, just yeah, that situation. Explain it to him, just so we can see Fino Men understand what uh, <laughs> what the ridiculousness, like the of ridiculousness it. of it. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, hey, you know, I guess people going back to what I was just saying. I guess people have different ways of getting their points across. Yeah. But, yeah. bro, like, not a six-year-old? Six. Maybe he was, yeah. you know, He's six. Not even seven, bro, a six-year-old? But that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to conceptualize. But then I'm, like, wondering. I'm like, okay, I was like, if you gave a six-year-old, because, okay, how would he's four? So, I'm like, sure how would he would know, six, like, this is bad. Yeah, he would know it's bad, but then it's sort of like the kid doesn't care. Like, the kid's like, no, I'm taking the gun and I'm going. I mean, justifiably, hey, I'm not judging nobody, but if his mom <laughs> is going to jail over gun charges, then, hey, yeah. his environment isn't that conducive to knowing that it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Matthew Ruth is like, yeah, I can see a six-year-old shooting someone. <laughs> Damn, Matt, what kind of six year old is hanging out Where do you live? In Toronto. Shout out to Matthew Rutu. And Warriors Little Bukande always showing up, always supporting. Alright, funny transition, right? So, this is my surprise for you guys this week. We're not going to do a proverb, we're going to do define it. So, maybe this can be for Yimbuam. She might shine with this one so the word that you're going to define is suru mm. mm. 
Mm-hmm. You have to tell us what sudo is. Mm-hmm. You have to explain to us what sudo is. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, sudo, like, that would carry a lot. And um, basically, you wanna, if I'm going to say in English, I would say, like, patient, but it's more than that. Mm-hmm. It's more than, like, patient or... I can't really explain, but it just it carry a lot. I can't explain good like try, you know, try your best. Yeah, try. yeah, like um, I can say like uh, someone that's like if you they say like uh, you have suru, mm-hmm. like you have like um, like you you look you someone like that's patient but like humble and then like um. Just oh my god, like just smooth. Like you can, um, you can understand. Like um, your, uh, you can understand someone like you. Like you can understand human like you. You can understand anyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, if you have patience and tolerance, you're someone yeah. that has the ability yeah. to basically understand everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like nothing kind of gets lost on you no huh so mm. it's almost like to me it sounds like it's a it's like uh like you have a heart mm. that doesn't kind of get rattled mm. or like shaken me? you have a heart yeah. that doesn't get shaken mm-hmm. by being around people that can be unstable yes. or can be like anything mm-hmm. or yeah. any way or anyhow yeah. huh so to add it's almost also to, to me it sounds like you can be somebody who also can find yourself in situations with people who like to said is like unstable but people who are also like in america <laughs> like people who are also like unable to see like their own hindrance themselves but you are able to understand them because you're able to see it yeah. even in yourself to be able to now maneuver through it to help and guide those people. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. yeah I mean, uh, that, that, makes, uh, that makes a lot of sense the way you kind of put it. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I realized we didn't even go into any of these questions that people were leaving in the chat. So before we plug the forum, let me just throw a few of these questions out there just to make people know that we're not neglecting them and question from Matthew Ruta what is the best way to help someone based on logic instead of helping someone based on emotion so in order to help someone based on logic when they're rooted in emotion you have to help them through the logic of emotion so that means the person's based on emotion So then that means you have to speak to them in an emotional way, trying to get them to a logical place. Like you can't present to them logics that neglect emotion. You have to use emotions to force them into a logical place. So it's like you're going to use emotions or you're going to like emotionally kind of motivate them by placing them in situations of emotions. And 
situations and circumstances that force the person to utilize their emotions and then that's the way you kind of drive them toward logic like you have to be honest about where the person is so if the person's emotionally driven then you have to then utilize emotions to get them to kind of get to a logical place i hope that makes sense I guess it's a tough crowd, but <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> like I mean, it, it's it, it's basically like um, if you if if there's like um, oil, you wouldn't add like hot oil. You wouldn't add water. necessarily water because then it just creates a friction where the oil fire. starts to pop. Like it creates a bigger yeah. fire. So you would essentially add more oil in exactly. a way to kind of balance it out and then you let that oil cool down because like hot oil then you add more oil cools the oil that's already there hot down so it brings it to like a balanced state then you can add what you need to add and then you can actually calm down the fire this is just me looking at it from a cook perspective yeah. it's like how do you how do you help a stupid person yeah mom <laughs> uh. <laughs> I will help a uh, like stupid person being stupid too with him. Then, like from there, he will see like uh, maybe we will be like oh we in the same level. Uh -huh. So now, but like when um he see me like I'm start growing, mm -hmm. he will be like oh let me catch this person. So mm -hmm. I will help him like that, and then we keep going. <laughs> yeah. So you make a stupid person think you're stupid. Yeah. And then they then are like, hey, you're stupid with me. And then you now start getting out of that stupidity. Mm. And then as you get out of that stupidity, then they're like, oh, I can get out of this stupidity too. Mm. So it's like you hold the hand of a stupid person and then you be stupid with them and then you slowly start climbing out of the stupidity yeah, but and then come like with you. completely stupid like him. Yeah, you're not being, yeah. you're not actually stupid. Yes. Yeah, you're just showing them like, yeah, I can be stupid with you too. Mm. I think that's also, uh, I guess, an example of Sue. Yeah. 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 I love the way you put it though. The way you just make a stupid person think that you're stupid with them. Um, all right, then we have uh, boom, 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 boom. It looks like uh, Warriors Obukande had a question that Nob actually answered in the chat. And it was Can it be said that the shifting of the cycles of the planet and karma brought the Nile Valley civilization to end? And Nob responded The civilization in the Nile Valley did not end, it became. And then Warriors Obukande said, How can the ancestors in the spiritual realm? affect change to their descendants on the physical who are colonized and reject their way of life and then he said what did it become to naba and then naba said i think it is rather the descendants to create the effect of change so the ancestors can relate and manifest mm -hmm. and then he said it became what african tribes descended from the mystery schools of kemet and then he asked him what tribe are you from and then warrior Zulbukandri said, how do you create the effect without the proper understanding of the spiritual realm? And he said, Naba said, I know you would ask that, but it will start from within your tribe. And then warrior Zulbukandri said, my tribe keeps secrets. How will they share this information with me? 
And he said, Nabu said, what is your tribe is, diff is a different question from what your tribe is doing. And then, whereas Obukande said, uh, the Fang tribe's culture is very unknown to me and I really don't know what they are doing currently. And then, uh, it's basically the end of the conversation. Very uh, interesting. Shout out to Chelsea IP714 says you listen to us but never join the live show welcome to the live show and then warriors Ubukande said should africa create 100 tribal state or countries and dismantle the berlin conference borders um i think it's necessary i think that once we all decide to stop playing this game with like passports and borders and these so-called colonial countries because it's just a game and once we all decide to stop playing the game then they can't really do anything like it finishes so yeah i think so uh warriors of wakanda said what is your opinion on fake seeds and what are the effects um it doesn't matter anything that they make in a lab will never hold up to nature so it doesn't matter what they try. As long as you align yourself and harmonize yourself with nature, no matter what they give you from a lab, won't affect you. Uh, should oil drilling be banned, and is it, is it good for the environment? I'm going to let you think about that one. Do you know the person? Do you know the person? No, but oh. I'm just going to let the person think about that one. Um, then the question is, does a healer exhibit suru, patience and extreme empathy? I think we already answered that. Yeah, I think we already answered that. And then, I don't know who this is, but it's Marim Ta. Uh, Marim, Marim Ta, I don't know, someone said, I don't think it's helpful to blame others or call them stupid. It seems you're often focused on what others need to change. But what I'm hearing is a need for more self-reflection and personal growth. Right back at you. I think you need some nice reflection and self-analysis and growth because you sound stupid. Is that somebody we know? I don't know. I don't care. But <laughs> I actually think it's quite helpful to call someone stupid because you got to call a cat a cat. And you got to be able to just call it what it is in order to help somebody. So it sounds like you need to get out of your emotions and that you need to understand that maybe you're the person that needs some more reflection and personal growth because maybe you're too emotional to understand how to actually help people because you can't help people by being dishonest. You have to help people by being honest. And the only way you can help someone by being honest is by calling situation what it is. And then uh, there's a comment from Authentic Barbers. The show should be on live TV. We appreciate that. And we'll get there. We'll get there till we're at the point where we're on live TV. And then at that point, we won't forget, you know, Warriors Ubukande and Matthew Rutez, the <laughs> most dedicated Gated Gates uh, Geo people Geo on the show. GeoGers. Yeah, Geo shout out to Sage Clark, said Ujjayi from the Toronto Temple. Ujjayi to Toronto. Ujjayi to all the other temples out there. All the other, all the other people tuning in wherever you are. Shout out to you. Uh, we have a forum happening tomorrow morning. It is a, is it a public forum? It's a members-only forum. So uh, anyone can join the forum that's a member. If you're not a member, you can go to our website. I think it's uh, thirdcenter.org slash membership. Yeah. Something like that. But you go to our website, you can find it. 
Yeah, it's on the front page. And uh, it's kept our community. And what we're going to be discussing is knowledge economy to preserve our future. Indigenous education invests early and often. We will gather at this forum to discuss important questions such as what is the purpose of education through both the indigenous and the modern lens? How does knowledge impact our stability, health, and the way we live? How can we invest in knowledge to preserve life and ensure the well-being of our children and ourselves? This is tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the topic of knowledge economy to preserve our future. Indigenous education invests early and often. Go to our website, become a member, and then you can partake in this discussion that's happening tomorrow. It's going to be a very interesting discussion, uh, very thought-provoking, very informative. Uh, we love to have people come on there that uh, can contribute to conversations and help and uh you know uh join the conversation and push it forward so please uh everyone's welcome the stupid the intelligent the brave the cowardly you name it everyone especially this person that said uh i need more self-reflection and personal growth <laughs> you first uh that's been another episode of the Gator Gates podcast. We appreciate you for coming on. We Thank appreciate you. you guys for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Idiot. We hope you guys continue to tune in. <laughs>